All right, things that's, are happening. That's us. Yeah, we are us. live. That is us. Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here with episode 200, our special episode for the Ham Radio Podcast. And it's me, Carrick, with ACG. Carrick, we've made it. How many episodes have yes, you been a did. part of this? Do you remember when you joined? I, I don't, but I, somebody in your Discord was saying that, like, now I think I've been one of the longer, um, like, parts of it, which I didn't even realize, but it, it especially because you're so good at making sure you actually do them which is not something i do so like we'll miss one and shit and you're like dude you're pretty militant you're like if i if i'm dying if i've got a kidney transplant then carrick needs to do this podcast <laughs> so it's been a long time it's been a while though for sure you know i think you joined we started working together around no man's sky i want to say right uh, that was that was 2017 summer yeah, but remember when we first started talking, I might have come on one time before that because it was Fallout 4's review mm-hmm. that, you, that you posted on. And right. I don't know when that came out, but you posted pretty much, I went live, and then I think you posted right then. And we're like, you know, hey, I like the review, blah, 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 and then we started talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so yeah, definitely you've, you might have, because we started the show, oh, man, I want to say 2014. So, yeah, you're probably nearing being the, the longest tenured uh <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Member of the podcast, outside of myself, I guess. Uh, but anyway, um, what we're trying to do with this episode, if you couldn't tell, uh, the vibe's a little different. We're, we're live on Twitch right now, so we record this. So if you're listening to the pre-recorded segment, or rather the recorded segment afterwards, um, we're going to be trying to interact with the um, the Twitch chat. Um, we're going to be getting questions as we go along. We didn't do much of a big announcement because we kind of wanted to like surprise people. But um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes down the line. Like I said, this is kind of an experiment. Um, but anyway, what's going on, Ace Bruce Campbell? Thank you guys for being such early birds to the show. Um, really, only one major announcement for the show this time around. Um, the reason we we didn't have any big big announcements is because over time, as we <laughs> as we did this show, uh, we added like a new graphic um, for for the overlay. We added a new thumbnail overlay, which are, are huge for us because it, it kind of adds to the uh the feeling of a little more professionalism to the show and there's a format and you can separate it from other content and um we kind of had a rhythm for the show where we didn't want to like force change just for the sake of it being 200 but one segment we can announce and guarantee is we're not doing patron and discord questions consistently this will forever be a show closer so what we want you guys to do is if you are a part of the patreon discord and if you're lucky people in the twitch chat uh we will pick out your questions at the end of the show and we're going to go right through all of them answer them, keep a discussion going, and, and close out focusing on you guys who make this show possible. So that's kind of our major thing when it comes to show editions. Like I said, we, we talk week in, week out about the news. Uh, for those who have been around since the very dawn of this show, you guys know that um, this originally was just a Bethesda news show. Uh, so we've changed quite a lot, and, and that's why we didn't want to disrupt anything that we had going along the way. Uh, so we will look to add more segments over time. But we don't want to get so structured that it, it doesn't let us branch out all too often. Yeah. So, anyway, that's kind of the big deal. Uh, in the terms of upcoming projects for me, I'm traveling to L.A. next week. I'm going to be testing Borderlands 3 out, doing a lot of coverage, interviewing devs, uh, obviously impressions on the game. Uh, that's kind of the big thing on my plate right now because I'm finally done with all the reviews. Days Gone's done. Mortal Kombat's done. We'll be talking about that later. Carrick, what about you, though, man? Any big projects on the plate? Are you uh, taking some well-deserved rest? I I am taking a day of, well, we did one day of rest this weekend where we did board game day, but yeah, I'm definitely going to take a day or two of rest. And then I'm doing an audio video on, um, an audio video, that sounds weird, on Days Gone, because I think 
despite you know some of the issues I had, that audio in that game at times is really good. I want to cover some of the 3D audio. Yeah. And just, the, just that fucking audio and music are mattering so much in games. And oh, it's absolutely. awesome that people are talking about it. So uh, I will do a video about that at some point. I'm not 100% sure how it's going to release. Could also just be on Twitch as well. Uh -huh. And then... Um, Probably some Twitch games this weekend, but yeah, I'm not 100% sure. Just sitting back, eating Pop-Tarts, getting fat, <laughs> working out all the time because my Pop-Tart addiction has become stupid. Stupid. What's your favorite type? Do you at least get a uh, Raspberry type? or strawberry. Yeah. Okay, so any, of the, any of the berries, I like a little bit of tart, but mm -hmm. dude, it's, it's like it's become a running joke in my Discord. <laughs> like it's stupid because I just don't have time. So I'm like... Pop-Tarts, I found, I, one day I was like, hey, Pop-Tarts are easy to eat. So it's like, I'll sit there and uh, my my wife was like, uh, you realize you haven't eaten like normal food in like six days, right? And I'm all, no, I haven't. But I'm like, I'm talking and there's like bits of it in the PS4 controller. I'm like, man, I need to calm the fuck down. So uh, I will uh, also be, we're going to um, start getting ready for a cancer, uh, like a, a donation stream. Nice. We're going to be doing, yeah, a long stream for cancer, probably 48 hours where it'll wow. be two of us. 24 if it's just me but one of the people in the discord um has never done it before and they were like i know trustworthy right it's not like yeah, i'm yeah, handing over the channel hand over the channel to somebody I've, I've, they're just brand new i'm like hey man go for it <laughs> um but yeah that that's the big thing i want to do is uh, uh at least one or two of those as well awesome awesome so you got a, a full plate and uh I'm glad you're not one of those people who doesn't have Pop-Tarts without the frosted top. That's so important. You, you can really tell a lot about someone when that shit you happens. You can. <laughs> there's, there's, there's people like us and then everybody else. That's pretty <laughs> much the way it is. Yeah. Um, so I will say this just because I'm realizing now. Actually, hold on. Wait. That might be incorrect. Okay. Nope. Never mind. There is a timer on the bottom. I can do timestamps. I was about to say, uh-oh. All right. We're good. Uh, timestamps will still be, as always, in the link in the description down below. As we move on to our first segment of the show technically second uh we're going to be talking about days gone though uh one of the major reviews that uh, came out this week for both carrick and i was days gone i believe we saw eye to eye on it that um generally speaking you know this story was solid at times uh often uh or not often but it often had pacing issues rather and there were moments of excellence there but uh, it was just such a scattered up and down journey uh not in a, a good way so let's hear from you first because um you know, some people may come to my channel and not watch you. So let's hear from you. What is your general thoughts on Days Gone? <clears throat> I liked a lot of it, but mm. it had a good number of technical issues. Still does. I checked it with Patch one one point four, and um, yeah, I, I, I think that for a while yesterday. I think that, especially when it comes to <laughs> especially when it, <laughs> when it comes to gameplay devices, like the only way you can get to the repetition of a game is by doing the initial actions. I think that takes a couple hours. And so when people first got it this morning, I heard a lot of people going, hey, man, I'm really liking it. And then later, of course. all of a sudden I started getting people going like, okay, now I'm actually seeing like there isn't there. There is some <clears throat> things missing that you would sort of expect. Um, I think as a game, it, dude, you know, when you and I talk about Microsoft exclusives, we're like hoping for the great one. That's the honest truth, right? Mm. We're hoping for the great one um, because there haven't been a number of them, which you and I, we both like their games or may dislike them depending, but there haven't been any, a ton of great exclusives. Right. PS4 has had a ton, and then you get this, and it's a little, it's a little odd at, in, at times on where it is. It's almost like it tries to do a full-on Last of Us, a full-on Uncharted, and then it's missing a lot of the gameplay devices. Mm -hmm. I think both you and I expected. We were held pretty tight on that NDA, so it was hard to, like, find yeah. out what other people were thinking. 
um, because you don't you you don't want to break the NDA. So you're just sitting there. And I was like, I have the sinking feeling people are going to be really surprised by the scores. Um, and they were lower than I think I expected. Um, really? Okay. Y- yeah, I I didn't, dude. It's like a WWZ numbers, which I know I liked, but a lot of people didn't. So I was mm. just like, and State of Decay is only like three points difference, which I'm not 100 percent sure. Might, might say something I, about zombie I, games. <laughs> it might, and that's another thing, right? Just don't you agree that genre that might be that's hard the, to build something fresh and new in? Yeah, yeah, and a third person again. There were some issues with the aiming. Oh, which God, yeah. somebody told me something today, which I should have mentioned in my review, but I did not think of it. So they're smarter than me. And they said, did that you realize there's no, <laughs> yeah. He's like, do you realize there's no first person? So you can't cheat your way through the bad aiming in third person. And I was like, uh Oh, mm. cause that's true. The third person isn't great. It's not horrifying to me, but it's, it's middling. I would say, and some guns are better. I really like the crossbow I, right. I, I, in stealth. Um, but when he said that, I was like, Hmm. That's true. Where, like, Red Dead, you had the first person. So if you had issues with third-person aiming, you could jump in and check it out. Uh, with, with this game, there isn't that. And I think right. that that's, that's, uh, that's legitimate. Like, that's, that's a very legitimate... Not that it should be added. It's just I can see why that bothers people. Mm. Yeah, overall, it, uh, it's, I think the scores are probably right. 70 to 80 is also where a lot of my jewels exist, too, though. Yeah, exactly. That's why uh, I capped off my story segment in my review. I said I got this feeling while I was reviewing it, though, that while I didn't like it, um, and some some were like, you were way too harsh on it. I was like, I think I, I was quite the opposite because I love post-apocalyptic games. But um, right. while I was reviewing it, I was thinking to myself, I got this sinking feeling of, you know, there are going to be a lot of people who like this game. And, and whether my exact words in the review or whether that's because all the other Sony exclusives are so good, for the most part, or because people genuinely like what's there. I think it's because there's some real strong moments throughout that might make the journey worthwhile to people. Um, it's just that, you know, it's funny. We were talking about your soda last week, right? Uh, generic, generic, generico. And yeah, yeah. It's right. kind of what Days Gone suffers from. It doesn't do anything particularly bad. Um, the only thing I think is bad is its technical stuff, which we'll get into in a little bit. But um, nothing about the game is really bad. It's just generic stuff we've seen before. Um, mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean, it, like I said, it's awful, which I tried to really emphasize in my review. Like, nothing about it. I was like, this is bad. This is awful. Um, the only thing I really also didn't like in the terms of something that's a part of the, the story gameplay experience was uh, that I felt like you were always this close to a character opening up, like always throughout the story. Like they were about to You mean to that say their narrative, right? Yeah, and they're, they're <laughs> yeah. about to open up, you're about to learn more, and then they go, oh, just stop, or just can it, or hey, leave it mm-hmm. be. You know, it's like, all right, oh, fuck, man. Like I want to get to know these characters. And uh, it's almost like, you know how like in, in a lot of games, the gameplay dangles the carrot and, and it, it does like yeah. loot boxes or something like that, and it keeps you chasing for it, presumably at least. Well, in Days Gone, the story is what the carrot is in this strange way, which we never see. And it's because they're constantly dangling like, oh, you might find something out soon. Maybe. No. And sometimes, a lot of times you don't, uh, which is really disappointing. But um, overall, let's talk about the technical issues, which I think is what really, um, really hurt this game. So for you, I saw in your review, you highlighted some bugs. The ones I experienced where uh, I was driving along one time I was going into one of those tunnels and part of the ground didn't load in so I was on like 
some type of terrain, but part of the road didn't load in, so it was half the road, and that caused a lip before entering the tunnel. So I drove into this lip, and I went flying and died. And then I went back, and then it didn't load at all, and I fell through. And then, yeah. And and so then third time worked. I was like, all right, whatever. Because then they released patches, and each time the game got a little better. But in this patch Mm 1.4, I had one of my worst frame drops, which I was talking about about three hours. And it was like, oh, man. Now, you said this in a tweet. I agree. I'm happy they are, you know, trying to to post uh, more patches, you know, working on the game as fast as possible. Um, And and the game doesn't lack heart, which is a thing that's also important to emphasize. But overall, you could tell that this was a a very muddied project, probably mismanaged based off those technical issues. Um, Would you like to go into some more tech stuff that you experienced throughout your playtime? Yeah, and you weren't the only one who had the the game load. I actually just watched a Twitch stream before my last podcast, and <laughs> they were playing, and it quite that's exactly what happened is it didn't load up. Um, so we checked it with an SSD hard, hard, uh, PS4 to see if that was what it was, and it still happens. I'm not 100% sure what goes on there, but I had it more than you, but I did not have the lip issue. Thank I God. Only that only once, I should say. That, that kills me. I, and it's happened. It, it used annoying. to happen in older games a lot when you were playing those big, like a Saints Row. Saints Row was notorious for that shit. Or it'd freeze as you went through two cells and you'd just be, you'd, you'd lose your save game. Um, but 1.4, while I, I'm so happy that they're patching it because I do think that there's something there. Um, I was actually surprised. I got the worst frame drops as well. So I rebooted, then I rebuilt the PS4 database, thinking either one of those two could have caused it. Because I was like, what's happening? Because it was happening on both PS4s, the new one and the old one. And um, I I still had fairly terrible FPS drops in weird places, mind you. These are not normal spots. So the weird one I had this morning was I was doing audio testing for the video, and I left uh, the the middle of the camps, the uh, Fallen Lake, the... uh, the, the one that's by the huge lake. Yes. Right, right. So I get, got on my motorbike. I take a right, and I just start driving, and I'm outside, and there's nothing there. There's, there, you know, trees and scrubs, nothing big. And, uh, man, it went – the counter said it was down in the, like, 15, which for a 30 FPS game can feel pretty rough. Yeah. <laughs> and it stayed there, and then it went back up. And when it went to 25, for a second, I was like – Hey, it's it's smooth, and I wasn't looking at the counter. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, now it looks smooth again. And then I realized when I looked at the counter, I'm like, shit, it's still at 25. So ran it through Adobe, counted frames manually. Yeah, it was at 25. I don't know what's going on there. Um, there are weird spots, though, I will say that, because I fought a horde, multiple hordes. Those weren't frame drops. It was frame drops yeah. while walking. Just exploring. Just exploring. And, um, and never. here's another thing, Maddie. It was frame drops more often. This just dawned on me. In the desert sections than in the jungle. Uh, mm-hmm. Not jungle. The forest where you would expect them to happen. So that, yeah, I noted that's that very myself. odd. I, I did note the, the desert. I, just, I, I was looking for something happening in the world to kind of make the, the frame drop occur. And what I thought it was was maybe loading in draw distance, loading in objects up close and maybe too much detail. Because even though, like, in the desert, you think, like, okay, there's just some trees, some rocks. I noticed, like, often you'd see almost a, a Skyrim or New Vegas effect. Yeah. You know, like, the, mm-hmm. the, the background would just kind of form as you approached it. And that's where I'd see it form, skip, form, skip. And then like, I was like, okay. Very much so. so. Yeah. Trying to load that in. That might be why it's dropping. But, yeah, it, it would frequently happen in that section. I'm not sure why compared to the rest of the game. But 
I don't think that was too foreign of a thing because what happened, what's weird about this game is you can tell certain parts got more focused than others. And often that's shown in the story. Like, okay, they really hammered this scene because they knew this one would matter more than this one. But what happened is that certain acts of the game perform technically better than others. Right. Like the middle part is where I really started chugging and hitting frame drops. Yeah. But the beginning wasn't that bad overall. Right, correct. It, it was yeah. really... It was really strange. Did you also notice the weird thing that... So, at the starting of the game, and I've been seeing a bunch of people talk about this, where it cuts at weird times mm -hmm. in cutscenes. Really weird. And my firm belief is that we will find out that they had plans for more choice. Because there are some choices you can make when you save somebody. It'll be like, which camp do you want to set? You can yeah, tell was there was the idea of, like, do we want this guy to be an a-hole? Or do we want him to be, a, you know, a good guy? Or maybe yeah, not a good guy, but less of a bad guy. Too. In the main story, they did it. But what's weird is the first, it was like, it, I was having a few technical issues, you know, because I do a frame counter. There was some frame drops. Uh, there was certainly some popping, but it wasn't as egregious as the middle, mm -hmm. which got terrible. But then the story cutscenes stopped, or didn't stop, actually still happened, but had far less right. of those weird cuts. And it does feel, and there was a couple, I put one in my video that happened three different times because I tested this weird, and I would appear with, I was talking to the, don't want to spoil anything, but you're talking to somebody who you're trying to get to help you. Mm -hmm. And at the end, he gives you a radio. And I kept warping from the lake. So it would cut, and it shows me standing there, and then it would cut back. And I'm in the lake, and I would go like, it would look like a demon in a movie. Like, I'd be like, Oh, and, but, yeah. I remember And that. I got that in my, yeah, I got that in my video. And um, those kind of things happened a lot. Um, I, I definitely agree with that some i don't know if it's yeah i would agree that acts probably got more polish or where they occurred maybe mm -hmm. was less maybe where they occurred in the world because you draw in the world there a lot of them are in a pseudo real time maybe there's something going on in the background a horde spawn that we're not yeah. aware of or something yeah, like that, that could be it too yeah uh just some shout outs in the chat uh Let's see here. Hamad uh, said, I always thought the game looked pretty janky because of the way most PS4 captures look on YouTube, but it turned out to be disappointing from what I hear. By the way, ACG, your PS4 capture was surprisingly clearer looking on YouTube than others. So do you get some special render Because I capture settings? it insanely high. Yeah. Do you have one of those brick <laughs> capture you. things that at the preview events, yeah. they have these like huge things with screens on them that... That's the one, bro. Oh, and for the longest time, I... But that's... I, I ended up talking to Digital Foundry because I know the guys there and... Well, mm. John. And we were talking and I was like, what do you think of it? And he gave he gave the thumbs up. Nice. I trust him. So I was like, yeah. And it's 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 definitely helpful. Nice. Uh, Hamad also actually said he had a great question. He said, do you guys think having a studio with about 130 people make a AAA open world after Red Dead Redemption 2 was too ambitious? No. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. And the reason I say that is just whether you like them or hate them now, uh, I'm talking like back in Skyrim days, like Bethesda Game Studios. I mean, they made the, some of the best open world games, and they were a AAA studio with like uh, less than 100 people. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I would say that's certainly not the case. Uh, it's Your Boy War said, you hit a little rock with your motorbike and you get 15 minus armor on your motorbike. It makes no sense. Yeah, I, I had that happen to me quite a few times, actually. Um, especially during bike chases where, where like, <laughs> uh, you'd have to stop the bike chase, get off, like repair it with some scrap and then get back on and start chasing the guy again. That could be – it made sense. That's the thing. I, I, I said the bike was such a good idea, but often the mechanics would – 
uh, interrupt other things happening in the game. Um, like, for example, fast travel just became a multi-loading screen type of thing rather than this cool yeah. mechanic of using uh, fuel and managing it. It was like, okay, I'm just going to fast travel to this camp, refuel, then fast travel to this one. It, it was, became a weird repetitive cycle of mm-hmm. of fast travel where it was like, I know that I need to fast travel, then watch the load, then go into the, the uh, motorbike section, like you said, then gas it up and repair it. Right. And then pop out. What, what I did find a little, I wouldn't say janky as much as maybe a, a mistake was that in two of the chases your motorbike doesn't matter which i found really odd and in one driving scene your motorbike doesn't matter mm. but all the other times it does so i found that really weird and i don't know if that was a mistake or a bug but there's uh, i was driving and i looked at the gas and i'm like the gas gauge isn't there that's odd right and hit a tree and nothing happened and i was like yeah what? there's yeah there's like, sometimes that stuff just they remove and it's like okay that makes sense because yeah. you don't want to it's an interrupt. Remove it from all of them though. Yeah. Right? Wouldn't exactly. you think? Yeah, because there's yeah. some bike chases um that that you can have your vehicle destroyed during. Um mm-hmm. which which I think just interrupts the gameplay in a very strange way. It's fine if they make it challenging and, and they try to, to, to push the player beyond their limits, but um yeah, man, it can it can be a little infuriating at times. Uh I, I actually captured this funny I wouldn't. I don't want to call it a bug, but it shows the, the lack of balance and sometimes yeah. uh, direction and polish of the game world. But uh, there was this one part where I finished the bike chase and and Deacon's on his knee talking to this guy, and it's not a cutscene. It's one of the few times mm-hmm. in the game where they just have the camera set. It's almost like vampire. You're just watching two people talk, and um, yeah, during that time, uh, a, a horde, I guess, attacked me in the middle of that all, but I didn't see the horde before that. So I think that might add a little bit of credibility to what you said about horde spawning. And I yeah. Was, because, I mean, my frames didn't drop, but all of a sudden I just got swarmed. And my jaw dropped when that shit happened. <laughs> yeah, the hordes were very cool when they did happen. It, I will say it was different than WWZ. It wasn't what I was – the way they do the hordes was not – it was it was different, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little less – it was dynamic at times, but it was a little less impactful than I thought it was going to be. There were hardly uh, any. I, I saw only a hand few. Yeah, there there weren't as many. There, I think I think somebody said there's like forty total uh, that are not dynamic in the game. Then you can create them dynamically. I certainly created a mini horde by mm-hmm. by having some follow me and thinking I was going to outrun them, and I couldn't, and ended up going into another place where there were a bunch, and then they mm-hmm. followed me. And pretty, and of course you can tell because they have that bar. But yeah, it was. It, there was definitely a couple issues I noticed. I think I know the exact cutscene you're talking about, where they switched out to the normal gameplay versus the that pop that you get for the pre-rendered. Yeah, which um, looks fantastic which, a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, like, and that's the thing, dude. The game at times is fantastic. Like, so the you know, aside from the story bits, which you and I, we we both have our thoughts on the story which align and then i liked it more than you because it was weird probably Mm -hmm. the honest truth is it kept my attention because it was weird and i was like what is happening like Mm. which i hear all the time now people are like i have no i've played for four hours i have no clue what's happening right now and i in some way that triggered my brain right i was like oh um but i will say that graphically there are times other than his girlfriend who i think was captured differently she looks odd compared to everybody else um Graphically, uh, I really did like all the main characters, especially your nemesis in the Lost Lake, mm-hmm. uh, fucking with his with his 
uh, bandana like, and his backwards hat or whatever. Yeah. I was just like, who is this like jank? M&M, the Eminem of Days Gone. <laughs> it, it's exactly true. And I, I loved that guy. I re- actually liked their, their scene and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I thought they were cool. Yeah, but that like that kind of leads to uh, like I thought some some plot twists were predictable when it came to my thoughts on the story, and also I thought the third act was just. There are times we've complimented multiple games where it's like you're enjoying the journey, and then you think it's going to end, and it doesn't, and in a good way it doesn't because they build right. on to something where you're like, oh shit, this is much more grand, or oh wow, now it's really open. But what this did was I thought resolved every core part of the narrative that had been built from the ground up since the very moment the game started. I don't want to talk about what, but everything gets resolved by the beginning of said third act, okay? And so Mm -hmm. after that, everything else just felt like filler, felt unnecessary, and I, I didn't enjoy the idea of just adding a bunch of new characters afterwards, which they don't really try to build anything off of either yeah it just it to me it felt very slapped on and like you were mindlessly following just for the sake of it and like i said i don't want to get into the third act too much just because i don't want to ruin it for anyone but that 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 was kind of me the the straw that broke the camel's back because um it was just like it 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 was so unnecessary i thought maybe i'm being a little extreme on that part but for me and i've said it to you multiple times i can't stand when a game overstays its welcome we always talk about it's okay for a game to end, right? And and that was a yeah, game right. that um, it was kind of climaxing. It felt, and it was like, all right, now we're gonna we're gonna ride this off to the sunset, like a couple more hours, and it's like another eight, and it's, it's like, oh boy. Well, I think also this might just be the stress people are feeling at um, keeping these open world games huge, mm-hmm. and in particular, I don't think Days Gone has enough mechanics um, to be that big. And so then it does feel like, okay, there's one more thing. Yeah, and you have to stretch. And and that ends up playing off a little oddly in this game. Definitely when you start to realize, like, a lot of the places you go into are the same. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of things to collect, Um, which is fine about the collection. But I I firmly believe there was a bigger crafting system than what we play. Right. Something about that game feels like there are many things that were there. Mm -hmm. And for sure you can feel that in the choice thing. When you start, you know, start saving people and start getting to yeah. send them to different camps, you're like, okay, something, it was here, or, or there's there's just some built up stuff. The, the, and the bike, the same way. By the end, yeah, you've got the fuel tanks, right? And you've mm-hmm. upgraded it. I mean, you can upgrade it pretty much all the way fairly quickly because it's just money and then respect, uh, or, yeah, respect, mm-hmm. uh, trust, trust from the different groups. Um, but I did feel that there was, uh, it, it feels like there was this time at some point in this game's history where it changed course it pretty severely. Did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like they, they went for something that probably was going to be more of a post-apocalyptic RPG to a more character-driven story. Mm-hmm. Um, Which might be why the wrap-up happens the way it does, because mm-hmm. there's no, there there are hundreds of times, people don't realize, they probably thought you were had some hyperbole there when you said that they, they sort of carrot on the end of a stick. I don't think people understand how many times that happens where somebody's almost, it's like a TV show where you're like, all the problems the would be fixed if somebody, until next week. <laughs> yeah, or it, or where you're watching the episode and you're like, if somebody just paused for a second and instead of being mm-hmm. all mysterious was like, hey, the problem is this, right. everybody be like, okay. But instead they're like, we'll tell you later. And you're all, <laughs> oh my God, there's so many times where later becomes much later mm-hmm. and it doesn't sort of spool out the way I wanted. On the other hand, for whatever reason, that enticed me. I 
for whatever it it worked for me. Like I it caught it got me more interested because I was I was pretty confused at what was going on halfway through that game. Like I was like, what exactly is happening? And then some bugs augmented that for me because I had some bugs where he would he would notice three or four things at the same time and mm-hmm. say them out loud, which is a big deal in this game. Yeah. Hey, there's headhunters or there's uh, or whatever the rebels or outlaws, and then you know, hey, there's a horde here. Infestation zones. <laughs> but he'd be like, hey, there's a horde bad guys over there, and my brain would be like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. What's you know what exact? And you sort of get you definitely get an idea of what's going on, but I think some bugs or bad scripting on that on that point actually caused me to be more interested than I should have been right. like I got to the end and that's not necessarily something where I'm like oh it's terrible for it it just uh I, I wish it would have played off a little differently yeah um I'm gonna apologize if I mispronounce this person's name's OJXN I'm gonna go with OJaxon for now um but he says I was hoping it would be like Mad Max but it feels like a low effort generic open world game I think a lot of people are hoping for like a Mad Max style game with Days Gone I think that's why a lot more people are upset that maybe it's not like the the nine out of ten because because Mad Max was sort of referred to as a hidden gem, I'd say at this point in time. Yeah. Where uh, Days Gone could have really taken that and 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 made it a more mainstream, awesome, popular thing with the funding of Sony. Uh, it's your boy War actually mentioned Horizon Zero Dawn, and that reminded me that Sony's got three post-apocalyptic IPs under their right. exclusivity banner. We've got Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, we've got The Last of Us, and now we have Days Gone. And what's interesting is I I, I didn't mention this in my review because I felt it was too comparatively speaking, uh, where it was not, in, not analyzing the game on its own. But it was but the I, other stuff on the side. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I, I noted to myself, you know, there's some choices in this game where I'm like, why do this if Game X exists? Um, it mm-hmm. felt like at times... Um, We'll say the melee combat, for example. I, I referred to it as not very punchy. I felt it, it felt weak, both sound-wise and obviously the damage you did. Now, you can double your damage to the melee skill tree at Tier 5, which you'll probably reach towards the 75% mark 75, of the yeah. game, uh, where then it feels a little bit better. But it, it you know the game feels real in so many ways, like one-shot headshots no matter who you're attacking. Um, and then all of a sudden, there you know these these freakers take forty <laughs> stabs to kill. They and, do, <laughs> and it's like you think of The Last of Us, where Joel will fucking punch someone three times, and and you'll bang their head against the wall, and that's it. And it felt good because the sound was great, so it, it was exactly what you dreamed of, like you just fucking knocking someone the hell out. But also at the same time, it, it the the game reacted properly to it. It wasn't this drawn out mashing R two. Eight slashes with your weapon. Now you can upgrade crafted weapons and uh, do more damage mm-hmm. with those, um, and, and that made a little more sense. But that was just like a short example. Um, I thought that why create another post-apocalyptic universe when I think Horizon Zero Dawn is the most recent one to come out with something truly unique. In the I, I, that's one I've really appreciated more and more over time as we've seen more cracks at post-apocalyptic stuff because. I mean, there's nothing like Horizon Zero Dawn, universally no. speaking. There really isn't. And yes, the weapons you use are completely different, but when it comes to what universe they built there at Guerrilla Games, I mean, that is a, a spectacular one. and has aged like fine wine over these last two years, uh, where once again, I'm like, why build this generic zombie open world game with Freakers if you have something like Horizon Zero Dawn, which is just ripe for the storytelling? 
Yeah, and I mean, I talked about this in the review where it's like they say it's not zombies, it's freakers, but in the end, they're all wanting to chew on you, right? Like, that's yeah. that's pretty much... Uh, I will say I really did like that the Horde and the Freakers re reacted to me when I was fighting them, like dodging and stuff. I thought that was good. Human AI, not very good at all. That's the honest truth. It's just yeah, not very good. You, um, they are spongy. And what's weird, all the enemies are. What is weird is when you do upgrade. So I went survivalist uh, for all upgrades first. Mm -hmm. Then I went to up close, and then whatever I had left or what I liked, I picked out arranged. Gotcha. I, I will say... That the way the skills are built, I was a little confused because they didn't really get more powerful as you went from yeah. tier one to tier five. You were just like, why is, which is, yeah, it was just a little odd. There were some of the choices that were made. But it, it is weird that, like, your knife, which is your basic weapon, can't break. I think that's great. Mm -hmm. um, it takes, like, dude, I'm, I'm serious. I think it took, like, 12 fucking shots on a human to take him down before you get the kill shot. Right. And the, it, it did feel odd. And then when you do purchase the upgrade, it's, you know, six or eight, three, maybe it's five, actually, because I, I was counting when I first started the game. Um, but it never really feels, it never really feels like it's all balanced very well. Um, mm -hmm. it, and, and that doesn't stop me from liking it. It's just noticeable. You well, do, it's just, I, it's noticeable. I feel like the game fed you enough skill points where it should have made you more powerful over time because yeah. what i noted in my review was less of oh it's not a good skill tree but more so there was nothing i acquired that i was like oh yes i'm stoked to have this right they're good they're boring but impactful skills but there is no skill that i that except for what did you think about the uh i thought that the carrying the extra maltobs was powerful uh, the uh, now i don't know if you got that one because you yeah. don't get enough to buy all of them but yeah. I use a lot of Molotovs, and so to go from three to six or whatever, mm -hmm. that that did that was probably the, and it's not even a high level, well, it's not all the way. It's like level three or four, which was odd. Mm. Maybe it's even level, maybe it's even lower than that now that I think about it. So See, the only yeah. one that I was like, all right, cool, was when they were like, you do bonus damage with weapons you craft. That, that was right. the only one I, I was like, all right, this one is helpful, and I noticed a damage difference. I would take enemies out in, I'd say, three to four hits if I had, like, a baseball bat with nails on it. With the nails in it, yeah. But um, that was my go-to, and I, I thought what would have been great is if, and you know what, Fallout 76 did this, but they did it in the wrong way, because Days Gone really could have been fueled off its crafting, where if they gave you new recipes after certain quests or after leveling up X amount of times and gave you new toys to mess around with... Um, that that would have been great. But I think then it would have stripped away one of what I thought was the game's strength, which was that trust system you mentioned earlier, where like each community has its own trust mm -hmm. level with you and each community has different stores. So you can't get like gun X at right. like Lost Lake and then and then go to Copeland's camp and get that same gun. You have to get your yeah. trust up with, with Lost Lake by doing quests with them, which gave the world like an established feel and, and, and you couldn't ruin your trust with anyone, but still it was it was awesome to see nonetheless. And and so that's one part I'm a little iffy on. Like it's it's you're losing either way. I feel. Yeah, it was definitely. Uh, I mean, it worked out for me in the long run. Mm -hmm. um, but it getting there at times, getting to some of those skills was just a little bit odd. And some of them were. Uh, I liked. I liked a lot of them, but I was sort of surprised by the. Uh, I call it nom sense, but the Mafia <laughs> Three, and that is this game. I mean, not to be rude to a lot of people, but I do find more similarities between Mafia Three and this than I do Mad Max. Right. Um, Mafia Three had a lot of the same likes and dislikes for me, uh, versus Mad Max, which 
I felt was a little bit smoother. I think Mafia was a little less smooth, and that's sort of what this feels like. But mm. it was weird to have the nom vision, and then, like, you can level up and see enemies behind uh, rocks. And if you don't buy that skill, you will probably be much happier than if you do, because if you do buy it, the AI, you can see the AI messing up. If you mm. don't buy it, you can just see the triangles. Yeah. And it sounds weird, but it's like I would suggest to people that they, you can still see where the enemy is with a triangle. You just can't see like what their like their actions, but you can still like see dangers and stuff. It would be best to stay away from, stay away from that. I think mm. nonsense is what I call it, <laughs> not nonsense. But that's true too. <laughs> it's nonsense. That's true too. I just I just read that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, to cap it off, Mnemonic Falls says, I don't like the mix of linear story and open world. I feel like it's a contradiction of interest for the player, especially if the story wants focus and needs the player to pay attention. If Days Gone's story is good, I'd rather have the segmented pieces of the map for each chapter slash act than a giant area that tell, uh, tears you away from its storytelling. Yeah, like we kind of highlighted throughout the show, I, I think the game was pulling from a lot of angles here. And it, it, it was going to be something else, dude. Yeah, it, 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 it made up its mind too late on what it, they wanted to do. Yeah, it was going to be something. I mean, it does feel like it was going to be something else. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Well, that's Days Gone. Next, we've got uh, Square Enix. Afterwards, we'll talk about Mortal Kombat because I did see initially a lot of people ask about that. So don't worry. We are going to get to Mortal Kombat, but we wanted to break that up with uh, talking about some news. So uh, Square Enix announced that they're, I think they're filling in where PlayStation is, or was rather, um, but they are, be, yeah. They're going to be doing a press conference this time around, and a lot of people are like, hold up, this could be a good one, because they have Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, maybe some Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC, the Avengers Project, most notably. Um, I feel like there's one more project from them that I'm not thinking of. Maybe new Octopath Traveler stuff. I think I saw Spawn Wave Media mention that could have been a possibility. Um, but anyway... Are you excited at the idea that Square Enix is returning to E3 and, and might have some more announcements up their sleeve? Because dude, if their it's last not their was like, exactly. If what if it's just a fucking video of 45 minutes yeah. of like their trailers repeated? Here's the thing, I I said this before when e, when Sony said they weren't going. Somebody's going to take advantage, mm -hmm. and obviously you've got two choices. You've got or you have two chances. Microsoft, of course, and then now a third company to take that spot. Which I'm going to be honest, I had forgot. I had forgot that yeah. the spot was open. I just assumed it was, I don't know how, but not going to be open. Yeah. And uh, it, so to me, anybody, Square could do it. Any of these big companies could do it. Even a small company, Devolver Digital, would be hilarious. It'll never oh, happen. God. But That would um, blow the roof off of E3. It would blow the roof off, dude. People be like, you know, people like me and you where we know what they're like, and a lot of people who watch know what they like, would mm -hmm. know what was going on. But if somebody on the outside was watching, like, you know, a Devolver Digital stream, they'd be like, what in the fuck is happening right now? Um, so, yeah, it's exciting. I just don't know what they have to show. That's mm. the thing is, like, I haven't heard a lot about what they're really building that could eat up, let's say, 30, well, 45 minutes to an hour. Or like it, right? We'll do our typical, our typical mid-show. Uh... Randy doing a magic spot for G2 is what <laughs> Bearded says. That's awesome. Um <laughs> It's War says, while you're looking up, I'll just read these. Last year, Square Enix's E3 show was just awful. It wasn't a show, bro. It was a, vi it was like, it was a video, man. It was, yeah, agreed. Oh, do you think um, we'll see, I just saw the name. Do you think we'll see a Nier Automata? A Nier Automata 2? Yeah. It's been about two, it'll be two years, two and a half years by that point. I would, I, it, man, if, what, 
what if it wasn't only a trailer, like, you know, like what we expect, but it was like a little bit of like on, you know, here's the choices we made. Here's the changes. I would die. Uh, uh, but I think if I'm if I remember right, everybody who works on that team does not speak English. Correct. Or am I wrong on that? Because I thought all the interviews I saw, they were all translated. Probably. Except Yoko Taro sometimes writes some funny shit in English. So writes some funny shit in English. Um, I would have difficulty with a major E3 event doing that. Mm. I think a lot of people would, trying to track that. Um, I would like it. I'll be all for it. But um, I don't know if it would work out for them. I feel like I would love it. Uh, oh, 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 wow. No, forget what I said about Nier Automata, because I haven't even seen it, but I just remembered uh, Babylon's Fall. They're definitely going to show that. They definitely going to show they that. They got a yeah. teaser for that last year. I'd say we're, we're probably going to gameplay for that. Um. Yeah, the Avengers game, Final Fantasy VII remake. Those are kind of like the. Wow, uh, they have Square. They have uh, not Square. Uh, Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. That's. I mean, more more DLC for that. I don't know, man. I'm I'm so. I don't think they can turn around anything important on Tomb Raider. No, nah, that's you what can't I think do it too, too right? Like a, a and thing. yeah, it's just a thing now. You can't really do it too. And uh, and Shadows DLC just came out, which I don't remember if it rated well. Um, I thought it did, but yeah, so it's difficult for them to do that. Well, Square Enix said two months ago they were releasing a major game in 2019. Avengers. It's got to be. What if they do a huge breakdown on that game? I'd be about that. <laughs> I would be all about that. You know, I, I would definitely, about that. yeah. I, I think uh, what, what we're going to expect, I think, is more of a, a short and sweet type of show uh if anything you know it, yeah i i don't think they have a, enough to to stretch it out uh for like an hour hour and a half per se um and that's seeming what like this e3 is gonna be because you know you have bethesda who when you break down what their company is like at this moment in time and all their recent announcements and upcoming reveals they don't really have much to show square doesn't really right. have much to show but they're taking advantage of the open slot um, but at least Square seems to be bringing some new big announcements. I, ma- I imagine we'll see Final Fantasy VII remake gameplay, like full on, you know, maybe like five minutes worth. Uh, definitely Avengers. I mean, what do you think Avengers is going to be like? like? In my head, a dream would be uh, a stylish turn-taking RPG. I like, just don't oh, know on that game. Yeah, that. like I just don't know on that game. I mean, I had always thought somebody was going to recreate the Batman like style. You know, mm-hmm. in but with with those guys, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Like that's exactly what we're going to mm-hmm. end up getting out of it. It's it's, but it's their biggest dude. It's like it's a perfect time coming off of the movie, right? It's a perfect time to be like, okay, here's here's a large amount of stuff. But I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know what it costs to do a show. I don't know how much Square if they have to pay to be replace Sony. But it would seem like if you're gonna do the main thing, you would take full fucking advantage. And if I was a company, it doesn't matter how small, that would include not only trailers, but it would, yeah, it would include like full on hands on. Here is a game, even if it's not the biggest game, be like, let's have a dev team break down, you know, some stuff. Um, maybe don't slow it down and have them talking the entire time, like an anthem one. You know, God, I don't want that again. But you know, have have a lot of footage to show it would be very nice. Yeah, and uh, you could end up running into the issue that Gearbox clearly ran into, which is trying to fill up an hour slot when they right. did not with have with 35 to 45 minutes of, of content. Exactly. So, we will see. Square Enix's presser is happening June 10th, I believe. So, 
Not too far away. We're getting there. It's about to be E3 season. Anyway. It's so weird. It's so weird, dude. I know, it's right? Just so, yeah, it's just like every time we talk, there's a new E3. It's just, it's <laughs> sort of surreal. Was I, you do an E3? Uh, what? Like, yeah. I thought we just talked about this. It's like, no, that yeah. was last year's E3, which we did this. And then the year before that, it was this. It mm-hmm. just It's insane how many events there are. Mm-hmm. I feel you. So we're back to talking about games we've played and reviewed this week. This time around, it's Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, I guess we'll tackle, for starters, the the main topic that's really evolved out of this game, which is microtransactions. So did you ever end up uploading a review for this game yet? You did not. Okay, I was going to say, I didn't see it go up day and date, and I didn't see it pop into my sub box. So was it because of the microtransactions? Was it more so that you just haven't? had time to finish it because i know days gone was a pretty meaty game no luckily with days gone we got it i would consider early early for the length yeah Yeah. um and mortal kombat was a little closer but no dude i i knew that is the grindiest fucking game i've seen in a millennia man like that game is so mobile based it blows my mind and so i chose of all those games i was doing dragon's dogma too and I was like, you know what? I don't do a lot of Switch titles, so I'll review the Switch title, mm-hmm. uh, which a lot of people want, you know, review. And Dragon's Dogma, you know me. Like, if I, any, oh, yeah. any ex- fucking excuse. Dude, if somebody told me, like, there was a Dragon's Dogma shirt, I'd probably use it as an excuse to play the game again. Somehow. I'd be <laughs> like, well, then I should probably play the game because that'll remind me if I, if I should like this shirt. It's just, it's weird. Um, but no, it is the grindiest. And I started playing it, and it dawned on me. I was like, they are going to pull all this shit they're going to do tweets, all this stuff. So this is the first game ever where I got the full review completely reviewed and, and ready and recorded and uploaded and then put the stop on it and just started taking notes on what people said, mm-hmm. what what timing people said it, what it what the original grind rates were, what the original, like how everything was, like their PR, how their PR worked. And it was not to destroy them. It was to track and just verify that, what I was thinking was right, and um, it's I'm rarely right, but this time I was, and it was really sad. It was really, it was really sad. That is a good fighting game, motherfuckers. Really fighting game. And we are talking about the goddamn multi. It's it is a game that could have been ushered in like a new style for Injustice, even though it might not work as well with superheroes. But you're looking at this game. That I love the changes. I'm a big block fan. I don't know about you, button block. I know a oh, lot of people don't like button I like block. To step back to block. Uh, I hate you. But <laughs> anyway, no. It's I. Uh, but I was happy for that. I was happy that it was closer. I liked, um, as in graphically, it was zoomed in more than Injustice. Mm-hmm. The characters were bigger. I liked the change the to the uh, combos. So to me, I was really happy for all those changes. And I'm really upset that we're sitting here now, where this game's mired in this bullshit, and you're stuck once again, Maddie, with the, I, you, there is no way out of this. Either they are completely incompetent or they lied. There mm-hmm. is not a way around it. You can't yeah. say, oh, we heard there were some cl- complaints, so we're changing stuff. No, that would have been in your original complaints. We know what RNG is. You can't tell me because if you, if you try to tell me you don't know those complaints were going to come up, then you're trying to tell me that you're incompetent. And I do not like believing that because mm-hmm. they created this awesome game. Uh, fighting game at least clearly clearly shows they're not yeah i i feel you um for me i really enjoyed it i get why some people thought it was grindy i don't know i was playing with my friend last night we played for about five hours straight 
and uh, each fight net us 500 gold. Um, when I finished up, I collected my daily rewards. Um, and after that period of time, I had about 60k coins, which then I went into the crypt and ended up actually getting more based off completing some challenges in there, like unlocking yeah. new areas, nets you coins. Um, and I unlocked a bunch of stuff, and it was like its own adventure mode. I I like the game a lot, man. Like, this is one I don't really waver my opinion on. Usually I'm like, all right, like, I see what people mean. And I, I Don't get me wrong, by the way. I'm not, like, being devil's advocate, like, fuck what people are saying. But I'm more so, if, if NetherRealm wants to increase how much they're giving us, I'm all for it. And I want them to. Because clearly I'm in a, a smaller uh, percentage of the folks who are, are okay with it. And maybe it's because what I was looking most for was a good NetherRealm fighter. Because I've shared on the show it's that. time and time out how I can't stand NetherRealm fighters as of late because they're so spammy. They're yeah. very low skill tier. I mean, like, there are people clearly who can be better than others, but projectile spamming was a huge issue. I thought there right. wasn't enough mechanics. I thought that the tutorials were severely lacking. Character lessons were something that needed to be added. Like, and they checked all that off. So yep. as a fighter, yep. that's why I'm so fucking big on the game and why I don't mind playing a ton of it because I'm going to be playing a ton of it anyway. Um, but also my train of thought was Injustice 2 had you grinding quite a bit. Now, maybe it wasn't as bad from what I played, and you played a ton of Injustice 2, so clearly that's, I'd say, the case. Yeah, it's that, way worse than Injustice Yeah, it's way worse, exactly. So, I know that NetherRealm, I read an article, I have it up right now, uh, from Game Informer. Um, they said, after hearing complaints about the progression system in Mortal Kombat 11, especially how difficult it is behind, to complete the time-limited Towers of Time uh, NetherRealm promised the other day to make behind-the-scenes adjustments to fix the issue. Today, in a release com- in a release day combat cast, they detailed exactly what that means. To begin with, enemy health, which can often be 10 times more than what your character has, will be lowered to be a lot more achievable. Modifiers that shoot in from the background, like missiles, will be blockable and fire oh. off less often. Um, I'll get into that in a second. That's a positive, at least. Yeah, I'll get into that in a second, because uh, I have specific thoughts on that one segment there. Uh, they are still looking into the frequency and value of rewards and will make various adjustments to that over time. Overall, the difficulty is lower for this mode, but they still want it to feel hard, just not as if the game's cheating you after, out of a victory, which is great. Now, I, there's still a little bit more, but I do want to say that that one part of the game probably was what felt like to me less of the game trying to jip you and more like a lack of testing. Because... Yeah. Overall, it's a fair fighter, right? Like, at its core, it is, I believe, a fair fighter. I don't think anyone's busted. I think the consumables work well. It turns the game into, like, a tag-based fighting system. You can combo with them. You can stop your opponents. You can use them while you're downed. I think the system inherently is fair. I just think that it's those modifiers that fuck things up like the missiles. So if they adjust that and also change the character health, I think that'll make things a lot better. NetherRealm does stay firm on the idea that they did not ever want to sell anything that can affect gameplay, and they are not selling anything to unlock chests in the crypt. In addition, all players will be getting a stimulus package containing 500,000 coins, which, by the way, folks, I beat the story and I had like 250,000, so that's a lot. Uh, 1,000 souls and 1,000 time crystals, uh, the latter of which can be used to buy premium outfits. Uh, So one of the things is that Mortal Kombat 11, what people don't get, and this is not a point of defense, but it's more so clarity, Mortal Kombat 11 is grindy but you can't buy your way out of the grind for the most part the store has limited has five items listed you can spend the time crystals you get either through leveling up or earning through your own money 
Um, anyway, you can spend those to get one of those five listed items. If you don't want any of those five listed items, every eight hours, I think, they refresh into something new. But the thing is, is that the game also tells you where you can acquire them. Some say in the crypt, some say completing their time tower, what have you. Uh, but but at the end of the day, you can't buy your way even out of this grind. It's just a grind. That's it at the end of the day. Uh, so for me, I think what needs to be worked is the progression because that's what the issue is. I don't think the microtransactions from what I've played, what I've researched, is what's breaking the game or they're trying to drive you there. Um, now, I do know some microtransactions do have... I think it's easy fatalities, which is is the dumbest fucking dumbest thing ever. fucking thing. They're the easiest fatalities yeah. anyway, Matt. Yeah, they what are. What the fuck? Down, down, back for like a main character for the like. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Stupid. Stupid. And then I think one that I understand people have issues with is skip fight. That's one oh, I'm like God. I'm like okay that's that's a little bit of paying out of it. Okay, I get to a boss fight. Let me pay five bucks, get a skip fight token. And use it there. You can't earn them in game, but they're in the crypt. I think what they need to do, in my opinion, my solution to fixing this whole thing is A, when you go in the crypt and you're looking at a chest and it it says like hold X to spend 13,000 coins to open up the chest, it tells you right then and there what's in that chest. Because here's the thing is that Mortal Kombat 11 is popular enough where the game always gives you coordinates on the bottom left corner where people can just say, okay, if you want these katana skins, go to these coordinates. And you can find them that way. Uh, my other thing, which they seem to be addressing, is yes, I think a stimulus package is good, but that doesn't permanently fix things. But they also are adjusting, giving us, or rather adjusting the difficulty. Now, that'll take testing. But I think there's a little bit of, uh, and Maik the Liar actually just said it, uh, the grind is the issue, not the microtransactions. Um, I don't think that the, the information that it costs $6,000 to get everything in the game. That was wrong anyway. Completely incorrect. Um, it's just grindy. And and what, why this is important to clarify is not a defense of the game. If you don't like Mortal Kombat, if you don't like what Warner Brothers is doing, more power to you. But it's more so we need to be mad about the right thing here. And I'm not telling what telling people what they should and shouldn't be angry about, but more so the, the proper information has to be out there and accounted for. And in turn, Netherrealm has to respond, which they seem to be doing. So that's just my take on it. I, I want to hear more from you. But what do you think they could do to improve this? Where do you think the core of the issue lies? Let's well, I think it. the core is that as somebody who's followed the injustice, I think they're liars. Mm-hmm. I think they're completely lying about the microtransactions. I think that they, I mean, they they will switch out those skins, and they can say not all the skins will be available. Okay, so what do you do? Have all of them but one not available? Mm-hmm. So sure. one of the problems is is that when you look at the microtransactions, um. What I'm always nervous about is like, you know, what happens a week later? What happens two weeks later? And you and I now have been around and seen these that at some point you start looking and going, this is going to get much worse. Like it's it's like they'll just wait till people move on and they'll, you know, they'll fucking hammer that up at some point. And that's that's another thing I worry about. Right. I would say when it comes to the grind, there's two different things. And one thing that you rarely hear talked about, and I think people should talk about it more, is there's a difference between grind and drag. And we rarely hear about drag because it's rarely been a thing. Only game developers who handle mobile games usually talk about it. But basically, I have grind, which is an obstacle you can usually see. 10,000 coins. I know how to get 10,000 coins, right? That's mm-hmm. a pretty typical grind. Drag is usually something you can't necessarily identify, and that's RNG. 
RNG by itself is fine, right. but RNG on top of RNG is not, and that's what you get in Mortal Kombat 11, is you do have situations where you need something that is an RNG drop somewhere else, or at least to make it easier through something, or at least to, mm-hmm. let's say, get to a point to where you look at a fight in a tower and go, okay, this is now doable. And that's what I think a lot of people aren't using the proper nomenclature for, is that the, the grind what is when... You're, when you look at something and I can identify it and look at a mountain and go, I'm going to grind up this mountain, that's, mm-hmm. that's a, a not acceptable, but it's something I can identify. But when there's RNG on top of RNG, that becomes quite difficult. And when you start getting things where it's like you need a random co- consumable, you really do for some of the fights, well, for many of the fights, where you need yeah, a particular absolutely. random consumable, and then you're trying to find where that oh, random yeah, wait, consumable sorry, is. I don't mean to cut you off. You mean you need like a specific, let's say it's like... Uh... Fight, uh, fight electricity, stop electricity, or, okay. or no, I mean some of the ones that are like stop a certain type of damage oh, or whatever, okay. you know. So, so let's say you get to a fight where there's a lot of blood damage, which is one of the first towers you can get. If you don't have a consumable that stops blood damage, mm-hmm. right? You, right. Or, or let's say a consumable that's really wor- working, then you have to go find where that is or RNG, RNG it in another tower that says, here's a random, cons- we're going to give out two random consumables at the end. And it's you can track some of this, but what I think is it's needlessly and on purpose confusing. I really do believe it's 100% on purpose. Okay. And what happens is there's a psychology there, and it's very easy to track psychology, where a lot of people will just say, I don't want to look and try to figure it out. I'm just going to buy this. I'm just going to do this. Now, right now, you can't buy out of them, most of them. Uh, well, all of them. You can buy skins, and I think you can get one other type of crystal, right? I think there's one of the five currencies you can get. Yeah, there's there's I, coins, soul fragments, hearts, which are earned through fatalities, and time crystals. There which you go. Are um, the, those are the microtransactions. Yeah, and so that that bothers me. But also what bothers me is a reverse psychology, and I want to get your opinion on this because I believe it's ingenious in the most insidious way, All right, which is they announced – Hey, look at us. Hey, how awesome are we? When you go online, you'll be able to have your customizable character because it's not going to make a difference with your stats, mm-hmm. right? That was a big deal. However, I personally believe that of all the people out there that are going to want to look special, it will be the people going online or competitive people that now get to represent a different look for any of their characters and put together customizable looks for any of their characters. Right. So then what they do is sell those. Guess who has a lot of money? People who go to tournaments. Guess who has a lot of money? The people who want to customize a character so they look like their Twitch streamer. That, to me, scares me a little bit in that what they've done is pretended like, oh, it's all for you. But on the, behind, on the back end, they're actually targeting the very people who won't bitch as much. The very people who are like, so let's say I go to a tournament. Let's say I have a particular character, and I want him to look a particular way, and I know he's not going to affect it, right? It's not mm-hmm. going to be affected. I can make him look whatever way I want. And that's for sale. If you wanted to, you could look at that as a reverse psychology of like, hey, look at us, and now this stuff's for sale. You can go get it if you want. I, that bothers me. That, and there's no easy way around it, by the way. This is the problem. What you and I are describing there's no actual easy way around it, and here's why. Because they exist in the first place. Right. That's the big problem. There's no, there's no way... It, we're talking about this, and we shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. We should be talking about how fucking fun the game is. But we're now stuck in this bullshit again. Right. And that's what bothers me, is we're stuck in bullshit where I'm going to have to track this game for a fucking year. 
which already infuriates me because I already know you and I have both seen multiple games continually fuck around, especially once people have moved on because mm. they're hoping that you won't do videos on them or they're hoping that you won't cover them. They're hoping that people won't bitch. And it, it just, it would be much cooler, I think, as if we weren't talking about this. Easy fatalities, that, I'm sorry, there is absolutely no reason you're selling easy fatalities. Yeah. There's no, no reason there even should be in the game. Yeah. Um, it just, it just, it, I think the microtransaction post was wrong, but Ed Boon's defense was sort of stupid, which is like, this is wrong because all the, all the skins won't be for sale. Well, first of all, you didn't say which ones. And second, um, that may be correct, but the time is still there. That mm -hmm. huge grind is still there. And at some point, anything you sell in a game, especially a game with this many currencies, usually can be turned into a reversal of a grind. Usually. There's going to be something that you can figure out. Um, I don't know, man. It's just, it's really depressing. It's really depressing, Maddie, because the game and the gameplay is really, really fun. Um, and I just don't, I just think it's a huge disservice that we have to talk about it. And it's a huge disservice that the crypt is random. Stupid things like that. There's just, there's so many dumb little things that they did that it's not good game design or it's on purpose. And that's the only way we're stuck. There's no way out of the discussion besides incompetence or on purpose. Mm. And that bothers me. It bothers me because I don't want to think they're incompetent. Oh, and yeah. I and that brings us back to point A, which is like, hey, the game, the, the, the gameplay itself, rather, proves a lack of competence, right? Or, yeah. Um, did I say that right? Or, no, you mean no. the gameplay itself proves, pr proves they, they competence. Not, yeah, competence, sorry. Exactly. Competence. That's exactly. Lack and, but of the other stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah. It, it's... Uh, it's I get I get both sides. It's one of those situations I get both sides, and it, it's one of the few times where I you know I can't stand microtransactions. And yeah, I'm one of those people who's like, if it's a sixty dollar game, uh, and especially if you're charging money for DLC characters afterwards, um, mm -hmm. then then yeah, man, like don't don't put them in there uh, because it's just messy. Especially when you play the crypt mode, it does manage to make sense of why there are multiple currencies like coins have always been a thing in mortal Kombat, but like why there, there have been multiple currencies and other multiple yeah. yeah for sure and so i'm happy they did that in not a gimmicky shitty sort of way uh but like i said i think the issue is the grind and i th i think if people were able to acquire a ton more coins and just open up chests of their hearts desire uh this would be a non-issue in many ways but it's it's more so that um, let's see if I'm, I'm averaging 500 coins a fight when you win, let's say I win all these fights. So every two fights you're getting a thousand and you need to do, um, you need to get to 13,000 coins to unlock one. Of, I mean, some chests go up to 14,000, but that would mean that for every thousand, two fights, you'd have to do exactly fights. Exact, dude. Yeah. That's nothing compared to the time crypts. I don't know if mm -hmm. you've done them, but there's time crypts that, when they start counting. By the way, another stupid fucking thing that the random entry for a crypt, the random reason to get into the crypt is like 100 fatal blows. Do you realize the grind on that? That is mm -hmm. 100 fights minimum, and that is you basically losing on purpose so that you get to the fatal blow, yeah, 30. Uh, that is that is a grind that is unbelievable. It is not only fighting, it is fighting in a particular way and losing on purpose. Like, there's so many, there's so many things there. And that RNG on top of RNG just, it, it, 
it it ends up muddying this conversation. Right. And I agree with you, the MTX or not the MTX, but the multiple currencies, dude. Remember whichever one this was. You and I played all of them, but there's one that has like red, green, blue, yellow. It had all the primary colors for, <laughs> yeah. but but at that time we weren't connected online, right? Right. And in certain chests, you would know though what was in mm -hmm. the chest, and all this not knowing. That's the big problem. Random, random, random. This is random. The fact that you can fucking there's a there's a goddamn slot machine in the crypt, Maddie. Mm -hmm. Like it's in the crypt. It's a statue that you throw money in, and it gives you a random item out of it. Mm -hmm. If that's not a fucking and they lied. They said there was no loot boxes. There absolutely is loot boxes in that game. There, in fact, eighty percent of the game is based on loot boxes. The only reason why we don't call them loot boxes is because they don't look like a fucking box. But they they're getting around a bunch of shit because people are letting them because they're fucking around with the nomenclature, and that bothers me. And it mm -hmm. bothers me because I'm just worried about the future. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I have no problem with people liking the game at all. I, but I just feel that there were a lot of on-purpose stuff that can't be explained away quite easily. Yeah. I yeah, could be I, the only one who believes that. I no, don't know. No, I think a lot of people share your path of thought. I think there are a lot of people who share my path of thought because every time I've talked about it uh, on, on stream, like when I, talk, I was doing uh, my Fallout 4 Road to Platinum and people were asking uh -huh. about Mortal Kombat and I was talking to them how I just didn't think the grind was as bad as folks had made it out to be. And, and a lot of people did agree that it didn't seem to be the case, but that um, rather less the grind, but the microtransactions, sorry, I misspoke. Um, right. But that the grind was what needed work. And I think if they're addressing that, uh, I don't know. I, I guess there could be admittedly, I don't want to say bias, but I did not enjoy Injustice 2 as much. I did not like MK10 at all. I do very much like MK11. So maybe I'm more willing to be patient than other people because I'm now, I'm now finally enjoying another round. Dude, it's game. a better game. Yeah, dude, I I I like Injustice two more just because of superheroes, but it's a better game, Maddie, than yeah, than the, so. at minimum than the other. Yeah, no, you're right. You're in the right there. It is a better game, but that's the problem. It's a better game, and here we are talking about this. Mm. Like, it just it kills me. Also, if I remember right, the season pass characters. The only reason we even fucking know what they are is because they somebody are. data mined the switch, and you can fuck off with learn? this, <laughs> dude. You can fuck off with all these these purchases of mystery shit i'm done with that i'm done with it yeah it's we're we're coming to a point to where you know what you should do maddie you should be like we're releasing six characters here's five of them and you have one mystery i'm fine with that mm -hmm. but if if you're gonna if we have to data mine something to find out what we may get for the money we are asked to pay right now that is at some point man mm -hmm. at some point when is somebody gonna just be like okay dude and again, I don't know if we'd be talking about this if it was a shitty game. Right. I honestly do believe it's the fact that it is has such a cool core mechanic. And I know I you didn't like Injustice is, too, sounds, and you really like this. Yeah, the like, yeah. Like I like the idea of towers, online battles, doing whatever I want, and then heading to the crypt to cap it all off in this kind of yep. adventure-like experience. I think it's great. It's just they got to give you a little bit more, I'd say. But as someone who's enjoying a, a Netherrealm Fire for the first time, and I guess when was MK10? <laughs> like, it's been like, what? Well, no, because you didn't. Years? I don't think you loved MK10, right? I did not. So Yeah, so it's prior. That. Yeah. So it's, that's what I'm saying. It. Yeah. Yeah, it's Injustice uh, yeah, 1. Injustice 1, and then prior to that would have been the DC versus Mortal Kombat or whatever game. That one. I think um, it went MK9, Injustice 1, MK10, Injustice 2, MK11. I think they've just been oh, okay. alternating, actually. Yeah. But before that, I think 07 or 08, yeah, they had DCU versus Is that what MK. it was? I'd love to see a modern take on that. Not going to lie. I think that would be awesome. I 
I think the characters are fairly interchangeable. We've seen that because every one of them seems to have overlapped with another. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they've Scorpion and Sub-Zero, I think, were both in Injustice 2, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 Scorpion. Yeah, yeah. DLC. Um, yeah, as DLC. The, the core character, anyway. I That's the know, thing. I, I think... I'm trying not to get mad, but it's it's pretty... I'm pretty pretty upset about this one particular... I, I understand. I, I think... If anything, fighting games needs is the one genre. And I actually said this prior to in uh, Mortal Kombat 11, which is that it, fighting games need to catch up the times when it comes to monetization schemes and DLC. Yeah. Yeah. Nowadays, free DLC is the move. I'm sorry, but charging like five bucks a new character, we just saw five bucks uh, a skin. Yeah, out of all games, we saw Power Rangers. Okay, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid, which is actually a solid game from what I've seen mm-hmm. at least. Add three new characters in its first update for free. No one's talking about it. But, like, that's doing it right, in my opinion. I, I, that's the only thing that bothers me, is I'm waiting for the day fighting games are like, okay, we're done selling you a ton of fucking fighters. Like, if, if Mortal Kombat wants to adjust the progression, keep the microtransactions, use the microtransactions to fuel future characters, and give them for free, yeah, let's do it. Fine. Yeah. But all I see is a company collecting lots of money from multiple avenues and, and just holding on to it. And yeah, I mean, it's in a, a weird way, in a weird way, prior to the data mining, Maddie, you could say that the Season Pass DLC characters were RNG as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like RNG on top of RNG on top. And, and that's why I said it's la- or it's, it, is, it is in a weird way drag versus grind, where mm-hmm. there's some imperceptible stuff that goes on in Mortal Kombat that doesn't go on in a lot of other games. And uh, the grind, you're right, it's absolutely got issues. But I just think, um, like you said, also, how did Dragon Ball Fighter Z do with this? Like, how much did they sell their DLC characters for? Uh, four bucks each. Four bucks each. And I'm okay, a Dragon so... Ball fanboy. I'm going to admit that first and foremost up front for everyone listening that, uh, yeah, I paid for them. I will let everyone know right now. Anyway, sorry, and, No, that's all right. I was just saying that's an entire character. And then you've got Smash Brothers, which you and I talked about at the end of the podcast last week, or maybe even offside of the podcast. We were talking about how much you got for one. You got a tracks, music tracks, a stage, blah, 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 blah. Um, I don't mind that. I, I do mind the skins at four or five bucks, though. Mm-hmm. That's insane. A skin should be 99 cents, bro. Fucking $5 for a skin. Like, that is insane cost. At least it feels like insane cost to me. It feels like that is ins- just really, really high. So for the DLC characters, what we've got from a Reddit post uh, is Shang Tsung, Joker, Ooh. like DC's Joker, which mm-hmm. that'll be really cool to see a fatality, I'm going to be honest. Uh, Nightwolf, Terminator. Right. Another cool that could one. be cool. Sindel, Spawn, also cool. Ash from Army of Darkness. From yeah. Fujin? Fujin? Mm. And Shiva, along with it says environment name, story name, and G O T Y, Game of the Year. So they already have a Game of the Year edition planned. <laughs> but uh they are adding new stages, presumably. And new story, maybe. Maybe that's just like a tower for each of these guys. I don't know. I liked the character towers, by the way. Awesome. The character yeah. endings on them and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Once yep. again. I think. Awesome. Once again. Yeah, that's. Man, 
if there's been a game that I feel mini maxed on where I like one part's awesome, one part's not, it's it's got to be this one mm. above everything else. It's just that that was really cool. I first one I got was uh, uh, what's his name with the gun? Troy Baker is Troy Baker as a cowboy. Oh, um, Aaron Black. Thank you, Jesus. Yep. Um, even his know. name is generic, but anyway, that guy. Uh, I got his, and I was like, oh, these are pretty cool. Then mm-hmm. Jacks, and I was like, I, which was a little weird, but like doing all these um, side characters, I actually thought were good. And I got to say, their copy of Injustice and having you play the single-player campaign and allow you to choose different characters to play, that kind of stuff continues to be awesome because it causes me, if I have time, to go back and play the single-player campaign, even though I know a huge amount's not going to switch, but to be able to slightly change the story by playing... Right. Sonya Blade instead of this character, or Canary instead of the Arrow in, in Injustice. I lo- I really liked the single player. It was short. It was yeah, short. It was like five hours. Also, there was something really weird going on with the last cutscene. Did you notice that? How it did? So the last cutscene looks like it's a Genesis game, dude. When they're on the what? Blood Sea. Look at the rendering. Look at the rendering for everything else in all the cutscenes, and then look closely at all the bad guys doing the battle at the very end when they're on the boats, and mm-hmm. tell me that isn't a generation old. There I'm is. Gonna have to check I it don't. Out. I'm gonna have to check it's, it out. It's almost like they render. They couldn't get like a computer strong enough to render all the characters, which is it's possible. Maybe they didn't have time or what have you. Mm-hmm. But I brought it up in the Discord, and multiple people were like. I'm not the fucking only one who noticed that. Like, it looks really dark and lacking in, like, dynamic colors. Like, it looks really odd. It could have been maybe their choice of the color of this place, and they just didn't get the color right. But, yeah, when you get a chance, if you have the footage of it, go back and look at the end of the story and and look at the, like, just the render itself, almost what we were talking about with last uh, with Days Gone. And there's, a, there's this weird difference in the... It, it's very odd. It's not game-breaking, by any right. means, I, I wouldn't even have brought it up in the review. I don't think. Well, I would have in the review. I did actually. Um, not not as a negative. So, I saw Mike Fury say it's getting to the point where we have to wait for a complete edition. And I, I always say this to consumers: like if I were a YouTuber, uh, I, I or a reviewer rather, and I would wait so long for so many games nowadays. Um, the best way to to purchase is, is especially in the terms of fighters, like I said, who need to catch up. Um, is wait for a complete edition, game of the year edition, whatever, a discounted di- edition, um, because that's when you'll get the the final final product and the most bang for your buck. Not that Injustice or oh my God, I keep calling it Injustice. Mortal Kombat 11 is an incomplete product by any means. I think it's a, a very yep. feature complete game. Uh, that's one 24 of its, characters, I think. If you didn't uh, pre-order, yeah, 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 and and tons of modes, tons of content, you know, popcorn styled story, you know, high action, all that good stuff. It's a great game. That's the thing. It just Progression. Progression needs a little bit of work, but I, I found it. Um... Oh, I have a question for you. No, let's go for it. Did you did you get a single stage transition ever? I didn't even know you could in this game. I don't think you can. I don't think I didn't I think get it's any just an injustice because you use the back X and you like. Well, yeah, but in and... the DC versus, I just remember the DC versus uh, Mortal Kombat. You could like you could knock somebody down an elevator and stuff. So I was sort of. I don't know why, because I don't remember much of X, to be honest. And I liked X. I just I didn't track it. Either. I think that was okay, always gotcha. an Injustice slash DC Any thing. DC kind of thing? Yeah. Gotcha. I think that's what it was, yeah. But I, I wish they actually had that. All right. Well, yeah, the microtransactions, in my opinion, a little overblown. I think we need to focus on the progression and grind. But yeah, yep. we'll see how NetherRealm responds. 
Now we move on to our next topic, a little news. See, we're bouncing back and forth, folks. Got a great flow to this show. Um, we're going to be talking about Persona 5. So Persona had a week. They officially revealed Persona 5, the Royal, uh, which is a addition to the base game of Persona, adding a whole new semester, uh, two new social links, one of them being Kasumi, who's going to be a new character, part of your team. Um, they're adding uh, new events, new story, uh, a lot of stuff. And what's interesting is that we know that this new character, Kasumi, does not like the Phantom Thieves, that the main uh, the main group uh, from, from Persona 5. And so folks are wondering if she's actually going to be on our side when it when Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Makes it, I don't think she will. Yeah, and I don't think so either. Uh, and, and so pretty much if you haven't played Persona 5, but you've played maybe Persona 4, which I don't know how you could play 4 and not want to play 5. But anyway, uh, it's a lot like Persona 4 Golden for comparison's sake. You know, it's adding in a ton of new content and stuff to mess around with. So let's start with Persona 5, the Royal. We'll get into Scramble later. Are you interested at all in Royal? Yeah. All yep, right. Very much so. Awesome. Um, I, I, oh, I will admit I thought there – I was waiting for their announcement of like Persona 5 on the Switch. Mm-hmm. That's but what everyone whatever. Scramble was. <laughs> yeah, it is for sure. What at least what I I don't remember. I thought maybe we even talked about it at the end of the podcast. I can't remember, but like I for a while, that's what I thought it was. And uh, as somebody who just enjoyed Dragon's Dogma on the Switch, I was like, you know, Ready. I was all that's another huge yeah like that. I don't know if I would have played it all the way through, but dude, the Switch can handle that shit. I think with some adjustments. Look at how it handled Mortal Kombat brilliantly. By the way, if anybody wonders, another, another uh, positive for Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Yeah, like the Switch version of that game, the the combat just it, well just works as Todd Rays would say. Woo. But woo. But no, I I I'm excited for it. I mean, I'll check it out for sure. Yeah, I I personally can't wait. Uh, I I actually just made a video today talking about like if people have not played Persona Five, which uh, Bug Zero Four Three had said uh, never actually played Persona Five. A good reason to get or I'm sorry, I had a typo to grab it. Just like the early Tales Definitive. Also, in before Tales Musou game announcement. That'd be awesome. I'd love a Tales Musou game. But anyway, uh, yeah, if you've never played Persona 5, I always say to people, yes, even with the Royal announcement, that Persona 5 is an excellent game on its own, and the Royal could only stand to add to that if it's good content. Uh, but, but standing alone, it's like a 130-hour game easily. And feature complete, tons of stuff yeah. to do, replayable, um social links great character interaction and building a story that actually is cohesive despite its length which is really hard to find nowadays you fucking can't find it in like a 30 hour 20 hour game let alone a 100 plus hour game uh so it's really fantastic in that department um but yeah like i said the royals adding in that third semester which is like the biggest thing because that's that's a lot of content like persona 4 for comparison i think they added two weeks at the end of the game for you to do social links before it all ended but this right. game's adding, like, I think three months or something to the game. Three more months to play around, which, think about that. That's a lot. As, as long as there's no cat. As long as the cat's not stopping me oh, from cat's taking my... Oh, cat's going to be there. Cat's going to be there. No, cat's... Cat, yeah, but I, I don't want anything stopping that fucking three actions you can take every night. Mm. Long as, as long as that shit doesn't pop up, I'll be fine. I'll be good. Imagine, imagine if now me. you could punch Morgana in the face finally at like the oh middle my of the game God. because he's a human. <laughs> it's called like the the Carrick skill or something <laughs> like that because I bitched about that a lot and I get it. People are probably really tired of me bitching about it, but um, 
yeah, that's the only thing that I, I don't want any artificial stops, whatever that, you know, mm -hmm. the term would be. Um, but yeah, to me, that's a lot of content. I think it's very cool. I, what's the price? It's going to be 60. Do you, yeah, what do you think of that? Are you, are you cool with it being 60? Uh, okay. Cause, so cause the original hasn't seen a drop. Originals dropped to like 20. Pretty... Oh, I just looked online. It was six. It was fifty nine ninety nine. I probably looked at Where? the wrong store. Yeah, on Amazon actually. Holy shit! It was about two weeks ago. What? So if it if it dropped, yeah, it could have been wow. the buy or the seller. Maybe I didn't get the official. Yeah, seller. let me just. Not that I don't trust you. Just let me verify. No, no, no. Go are... go check for sure. Because I have yeah. No, that's why I was asking you about the price. If the original's twenty, great. Uh, so Persona Five PlayStation hits is twenty dollars on Amazon. Yeah, you might okay. have just been looking at a different seller. Which I was looking at a different seller then. Yeah, it's awesome. about it's about twenty bucks now. Uh, best best 25, 20 bucks you could spend easily. Holy shit, that's so much bang for your buck. That's actually I'm jealous of people who who, who could experience that much content for twenty dollars and it all being really good. Uh, Bug says hundred plus hour game seems so daunting. It'd be a wonderful reason to use the Switch if it ever came out, though I would be afraid of the obviously reduced graphics or frame rate. See, the thing with um with persona on the switch is that i was doing some research with actually never that kid who's in the chat right now and uh persona 5 uses a custom engine that mm -hmm. that was built just for that game and that's why it took so long for it to come out but obviously why it came out so damn good uh the thing with persona 5 is that if you have a custom built engine and it's exclusive to the ps4 i'd imagine some assets and part of that engine are built specifically to utilize that console right right, right. so You'd have to change that to make it work on another system, which I think is possible. We've seen so many companies go, this is impossible, and then do it years later. I just think it's going to take a lot more time than folks expect. And is it a, you know, it also depends, like, do you hire a port company? Mm. Please not Iron Galaxy, please. <laughs> but you, you hire a port company, right, and they go in and they port it to an Unreal Engine just to get it to work on the mm. on the Switch as well. There, And we have seen game engines actually switch when when there's been ports done. But yeah, you are absolutely right. It is a PS4, um, you know, made specifically, you know, one time just for that game. Yeah, and maybe Persona 5. Yeah. I mean, and, and the other thing could be is six, why sorry. put a Persona 5 on the Switch when you have the Royal coming out, which could also come to the Switch oh, a little true. bit later. I mean... Or what if... Yeah, oh, a little bit later. Because think about how every, every game that gets ported to the Switch, they don't get usually... I mean, there, there's probably... Day and date. Yeah, but they don't get a day and date, but th there's usually that that version that has all the content somehow, like Skyrim. Skyrim yeah. is a good example. It came with not only the base game, which seemed kind of crazy in its own right despite its age, but also all the DLC. I thought that was really yeah. neat. Um, and like I said, I'm sure there's examples of games that have come in just their base form and lost the DLC. But I, I think with Persona 4, 5 The Royal, provided that content's good, it'll be better to see down the road that come to the Switch. Because people forget... Lots happened with Persona, and also this is a game that doesn't get simultaneous world worldwide releases. True, it's coming out in Japan this year. So Atlas, as a Japanese company, is probably approaching it as like, okay, this is our big holiday launch. We're gonna give people Persona Five: The Royal. Next year comes out in the West. We can't forget Persona Q2, which just got a bunch yeah. of new trailers and screens today, uh, and that's coming out I think this summer. Uh, then you have Persona Five Arena, which has been leaked. Uh, I think Gear Nuke was the one who leaked it, if I remember correctly. Someone can fact check me on that in the chat. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Persona 5 Arena leaked. Now you have Persona 5 Scramble. Like, a lot's happening where 
And that's also coming to the Switch, where uh, it may not be P5 on the Switch, but there is a lot happening in Persona, where Atlas probably has a uh, a timeline, a game plan to get a ton of Persona projects out within the next two two and a half years, I'd say. That's I, a good idea. I think, Never I, just said, I, uh, not to cut you off, but he said, I think, I think they'll is. add a, a royal ending, like Persona 4 Golden added the golden ending to the game. So it might have some choice and consequence. And uh, that's a really good point, because Persona 4 uh, is the one game I played, got the bad ending the first time, thought it was the best game ever, and then came back a second time and realized I missed, like, 40 hours of content. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, though. Keep going. No, that's all right. No, I was just going to say that is a good that is a good point. Mm. Like, it, it, depending on how they release things. And I had also forgotten that they were, uh, that they did a split release on that for the Japanese version, too. Yeah, so, which I don't know how that works for them, because... Persona 5, upon the announcement of the Royal, they were like, oh, it sold 2.5 million copies, which pretty pretty damn good, actually, when you look at some releases. I think that gets kind of watered down when you look at a Spider-Man PS4, 9 million or whatever. Star Wars Battlefront 2, 11 million. You're like, oh, 2.5 million. But for a JRPG series, that's I'd say that's pretty strong. Uh, I mean, yeah, like, come on. It's Spider-Man. Dude, Spider-Man would have sold three million if it was Amazing Spider-Man three. Yeah, it was just as shitty. That's true, uh, right? Cool. I mean, it would have. To answer your question, he said, "Is Royal uh, like P five with all its DLC or a spinoff game? It is a new version of Persona five, to put it simply, that adds in a bunch of content. Content. Uh, which I did. I answer your question when you were like, "How do you feel about it being sixty bucks?" Yeah, we figured out that they originally dropped they dropped the right, price right, of the original, right, right. Okay. so we're I fine. Just, yeah, I was gonna say that sixty dollars in general was was fine for me because I feel like that's gonna be a lot of people's first time experiencing it, and I don't sit on the path of mind often that like oh if someone does something a lot that just makes it okay because it's normal for them, but Atlas has historically always done multiple versions of the game, um, that add in a ton of content like Persona Three has the answer, Persona Four has Golden, Five has the the Royal now, um, and each one changes like the ending. Uh, extends the game in many ways. Build yeah, they're not there. normal. They're yeah. not like let's be honest. They're not a normal remake of a game or not, uh, yeah. a special edition of a game. It's not like uh, Pokemon where they're like, here's Moon and Sun, and and they have like slightly varied changes throughout the Pokemon you encounter, and that's it. Which some people get a kick out of that. All, all the more power to them. But I, I think Persona does it right. Where you know when they when you get another version, I mean, there's a reason that they released it in what 2017, and now come 2023 20, years later. We're getting a ton more content. I think that's why. Uh, Never says the way I look at it is many games have DLC and do an ultimate edition. I think this is Atlas's version of an ultimate edition. They just don't sell extra content separately. Well, how would you feel about that? Would you rather Atlas do, say, um, twenty dollars for the extra stuff? Yeah, and yes. add it into yes. your yeah. I feel like yes. just more choice would be good. That makes the yeah sense. more choice would be good, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with rewarding your current base who's already got it. Yeah. And I, I just wonder, maybe they don't do that because perhaps little parts throughout the entire game have completely changed. So they, I mean, they can patch it. I think yeah, they don't do it I, I because feel, they don't need yeah, to. I don't too. know. I'm just trying to reason with it. I just feel like it's, yeah, it doesn't make sense. I'd like for them to do that. Like, a, or even if it was thirty bucks, thirty dollar expansion. You know, we've seen that before. Um, well, and that's what we need to get back to. I've always been a big believer in expansions. I've Shivering Isles, again, yeah. one of the best games ever, Ooh, and it's an expansion, yeah. but probably has the best starting of any expansion ever mm -hmm. in history. Uh, so, hey, if you want to do an expansion, not a little mini DLC, and you want to sell it for 30 bucks and be like, this is it, or mm -hmm. for 60 you can buy the, the ultimate whatever edition. Nothing wrong with that. Right. 
Yeah. Um, but on top of all those announcements, we got Persona 5 Scramble, um, which is announced the following day after Persona 5 The Royal. Some people were like, eh, temper your expectations. It might not be Persona 5 on the Switch. And it turns out it wasn't. Scramble is a Dynasty Warriors style Persona game, which, look, my friend Brian and I had been, like, clamoring for something like this. And we'd joke about it. We'd be like, oh, imagine Joker doing this and fighting, like, a bunch of, uh, oh, my God, what's the name of this Persona? Uh, Jack Frost. Imagine him fighting, like, a bunch of Jack Frost. And then the fucking trailer happens, and you see Joker run onto the streets of Shibuya, and he's fighting, like, 40 Jack Frost. I I think Dynasty Warriors-style games, like, Fire Emblem Warriors, Hyrule Warriors, uh, man, they they are such a guilty pleasure of mine. And I gotta say that I am pumped about this. How do you feel about Warriors games? You about I, them at all? Uh, dra- uh, what's the one? Dragon. Uh, dra- uh, Dragon. Not Dragon Warrior. What's the one Dragon that they Quest did? Warriors? Yeah, I actually okay. liked... So how many of those have they done? Two, right? I think two, yeah. I actually liked one of those. I can't remember which one, to be honest. So I'm okay with these. Mm-hmm. They're just... they're. They're a different, a different like universe, different fic, or not different universe, but a different style, a completely different style of game, same universe. I'm actually sort of cool with them. I don't think it fits Persona though. Interesting. At all. So I got to see what, how they're gonna fit it in and make it like make any sense where I would want to play mm-hmm. it. I'm interested in it. I have no problem, no problem with companies doing that kind of stuff. Uh, if I did, I couldn't accept raving rabbits and Mario mm-hmm. and shit like. But I, I yeah. am cool with that. I see, just need to see how it fits. I, I love spinoffs. So, and I think Persona does the best spinoffs. We talk about fighting games, dancing games. They've, they've yep. done all of them really well. And I love how, and never just said this, Persona having an action fighting style system rather than turn-based would be really neat to see because we've never had that style of control over our characters. I think part of the satisfaction of the Persona gameplay is also the style in which things are performed. And it's often you press a button, you watch the thing happen rather than in a Warriors game where it's like square, square, triangle, triangle, and you do this crazy combo, wipe out 40 people. And that's kind of, for me, like I said, it's a guilty pleasure because it's not very deep, but it feels good. And for a game as stylish as Persona 5 to now bring in that style of gameplay and hopefully have that same level of detail and style from the original, I mean, I really like that. Cause that they, last they, part is what I'm worried about, though. What? The... Uh translating the turn-based amazing animation and shit into a mm. full-on action game to a company that, let, let's be honest, and a game series that I don't think has ever been known for amazing animations on their call. <laughs> so, like, the exact strength that you say is what will wow. be their most difficult hurdle, for right. sure. That's going to be a hard hurdle for them to get over. I think it doesn't mean they won't be a hard it. hurdle, because Persona's known for oh. its story, and, and Warriors True. games have never told a good story. <laughs> I don't even understand half of the Warriors games. I mean, a lot of times it's just like this bad guy is running over here and you're all, okay, I'll follow him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, now kill his group of people. Yeah, all right, whatever. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, I, I do wonder, though, because we know it's coming for the Switch, and Switch usually does, like, a cool bonus character or something like that. I wonder if they'll find a way to do, like, a Nintendo-style character in this game uh, to, to run around as. Because run around as, rather, because... That'd be cool. You know, obviously you're going to be running through these levels as... Joker, Ryuji, uh, Morgana, uh, and so on. And I wonder, like, how they're going to add to that if they put it on, when they put it on the Switch, or if they will at all, if it'll just be a standard launch. 
But uh, man, I, I am I am excited for that one. I, I think it'll be a fun time. I don't think it's gonna be like best game ever, but Persona's done a good job. Like for dancing all night, actually had a legitimately good story, I'd say. <laughs> and it was a dancing game, but it had a good story. Yeah. And I was like, wow, it, it it actually worked. And so that's when I bought in. And, and Arena Ultimax had a good story. I thought to myself, man, all right, if they if they're gonna do a good job with these stories, do all the spinoffs you want. Q two, or Q one rather. Great story. I don't know, man. That's the only thing I'm concerned about. We'll see in due time. Last segment. This is your chance to get involved. We're going to start off with the patrons in the Discord. They fired away with a handful of questions, and then we'll turn our attention towards the Twitch chat. So, question number one comes from Big Bandito Boss. He says, this is for you and Carrick. Name one game you already really like that you'd want to see tackling a completely different genre from what it already used to be. Holy shit. It's, that's actually a perfect transition. Wow. Did not plan that one. He said, example, I love StarCraft, but I would really like to see an FPS or TPS come out from that franchise. So, Carrick, what's a game series that you really like that you'd like to see hop genres? Man, that's a hard one to just pull out of your ass. Man. Um. Hmm. We're in a gaming world where we're usually not left wanting. So much good stuff out there. Man. Oh, I, I had uh, a uh, I had a good idea. What what the fuck was it? I I had an idea. I'll start. Danganronpa. Yeah, I've, to- I've told you about Danganronpa, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just a, a visual novel game, and it is fantastic. Uh, and as time went on, it got more and more gamey. They added more mechanics and things to do, so it felt more like a video game and less like just reading. And so by V3, it felt like a legitimate game. Um, but my friend and I, and this actually fits perfectly with what we were just talking about, always speculated about, imagine if they did like Danganronpa Warriors. Because there's this thing that happens where uh, in Danganronpa 2 that makes a lot of these characters, we'll say, super powerful. And when you learn their origin story, it would be awesome to play as those characters and run around some of the levels and, and fight different Monokuma bots. And they've tried action before in Danganronpa. They did uh, Ultra Despair Girls, which um, that one was okay. But it, it was a Vita game, so it was like... And they ported it to the PS4, so it's probably a lot better there. Anyway, um, I'd love to see Danganronpa take a more action-styled approach with it. Anyway, that's kind of my my submission. I am having a, such a hard time. <laughs> because a couple games have already tried. Halo and Halo Wars, mm-hmm. like, you know, moved to an RTS I was going to say Dragon Age being like turn-based. Dragon Age actually has in the one or two still allowed you to pause, I believe. And technically sort of began as that. I mean, mm-hmm. man. Matt. Dude. I usually don't even think of cross-genre that much. I usually think of uh, like cross-media, like a movie becoming a game. Right. So it's like I, I'm, I'm trying to think of what our best games Jesus, dude. So there's... Spider-Man I, would have definitely been on my list. Like, the way Insomniac well, did it. Like, I was like, oh, yeah. 
yeah, exactly. Like I've got now that we've got Spider-Man in that format, mm. that would you know those kind like there isn't really another format. I don't really have a good answer for that. Like I'm, mm. I don't even know. I mean, some of my favorite series have already tried or have a very close equivalent already. Somebody mentioned what I was going to mention, which was Mass Effect as a as a XCOM, but technically. Really mad. I mean, you could say something like that, but there's like you eighteen see indie games. Original Sin is doing like an XCOM style game. Isn't that, isn't that wild? They could, but actually, Divinity Original Sin as a third person game could be fun. Ooh. A full on like like uh, something more along like Dragon Age Inquisition. I hate to even bring that title up because I yeah. know. So there's so many divergent thoughts on that, but I could see that because remember I grew up on Divinity uh, uh, or Divine Divinity, which was before Divinity Original Sin, mm-hmm. and they were Diablo style games. So and then and then now they move to what we've got now. Mm. But yeah, I would say that would be cool to see uh, because I've always been a fan of those guys in that world and all that shit. So I would have said would, Dragon Ball sort of world achieved. game, but that's happening this year for Namco and retelling all of Z. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, here's one. I'd love to see I'd love to see Pokémon take more of a uh, an action approach in the mainline series and not be turn-taking. That's one for sure. That, that you mean is... like or, or like a battle game like a fight yeah, like game almost? when you when you let's say you face a trainer, he stops you in the road. They're like, "Hey, let's battle." That it doesn't fade to black and then load in and you're in like this turn-taking screen where you press battle and you pick your move, but instead you actually uh kind of like Pokémon tournament, you you okay, fight against I was... the other Pokémon. And isn't there an N64 game that does that, too? Uh, you're probably thinking of Pokemon Stadium, which that's a... That's I a, am. That's a turn-taking game, too. I, that's a great one. Is it one. turn as well? Yeah. Is it turn as well? It's okay, a it's been one. a fucking ages since I've played that. It's so fun. I love that game. Yeah, that would actually be... Those kind of goofy things I really like. Mm-hmm. So anything like that. But I don't really have... I, yeah, I just... I don't, I don't even have an answer because I'm trying to think of, like, the games I like. And many of them have seen either really close equivalents or already started because i was going to say fallout and fallout started as mm. uh, like that kind of game because i'm actually more of a fan of the older style I, I love fallout 3 i really like fallout 4 despite you know it having its issues but um it started out you know in the original top down and that's actually what i was going to say and then i was like well fuck it's actually it's actually where it began so there's no real reason to turn that around skyrim <gasps> no see skyrim is a fucking tur- face down like the original Fallouts would just turn into Divinity mm. Original Sin. But something like that might be interesting. I'd love to see a, a, a... This isn't really an answer to the question, but I'd love to see PlayStation All-Star Battle Royale 2. Holy shit. What was the original? What did they mix in the original? Uh, they had, like, Sly Cooper and Nathan Drake. They had, Oh, uh, right, 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 right. Yeah, okay. and, and they had them all fighting. And now that PlayStation's added so many new characters, like, imagine the, the, the cover guy from Bloodborne... Uh, imagine Spider-Man in there. Imagine Aloy, uh, the main lead from Death Stranding. I don't know his name, but like, think of how many characters they've added since that game, and, and how they could just make a whole new fighter. That'd be On so fucking awesome. The Sega Saturn, there was a game called Fighters Megamix, which mm. uh, mixed fighter-eating vipers, Last Bronx, Virtual Fighter, but also allowed you to be goofy characters like the Daytona racing car. And you ran around on your bumpers punching people, what? but it used the yeah, it used the fighting vipers and virtual fighter graphics engine and fighting. So you and you could be like a fucking pinata 
You could do, cra there was crazy fighters. So you could have like a Fighting Vipers character against the Last Bronx character, Last Bronx character, Virtual Fighter, and then a fucking Daytona car <laughs> against some Sobrero wearing hot dog. I'm not wow. lying. Like, it was crazy. It reminded me a little bit. What's that game that came out for the PS2 um, that was a fighting game with just crazy-ass characters? Oh, I can't remember that. Uh, with the Panda Bear. Oh, I'm thinking of Kung Fu Panda games, but I know I'm wrong. No. <laughs> mm -mm. No. Shoot. I can't remember. I can't remember. Tekken, but yeah, yeah. Tekken have a Panda Bear character? Maybe, maybe that's what I'm thinking. God, no. There was an older game. Anyway, we could go on forever, but yeah, uh, I do like fighting games. So if anything, I would probably do what you're saying, mm. like mi like grab some um, mega. So it wouldn't be one character; it'd right. be multiple characters. That's why I like you know Master Chief getting in a dead or alive or something like that. I enjoy that kind of stuff. I love that too. Yeah, yeah, I think it's very cool. Thank you for your question, Big Boss. Um, for the Twitch chat, you should probably start submitting your questions because I don't know how extensive this next one will be. But um, Grimblade asks. What will it take for you to adopt VR? Price reduction, new tech, killer app, etc. Now, he tagged me in this. I think it's because he knows you, Carrick, already have VR and you've already been <laughs> yeah. playing it. Um, so, for me, what it would take is... I'd say less of a price reduction. I, that really hasn't been enough to stop me at looking at it because I feel like it's it could be a little more affordable. But I think so far, if, if I saw a bunch of games not just like the right. killer app but a handful of games that looked competent enough that were full experiences that full, is what would, full games yeah. yeah that's what would push me because i see a lot of fun times that could be had like oh let's play a little beat saber a little i think blades and glory look like fun little games but they're just short little things that you play for half an hour an hour and maybe two and you move on and then you, you can come back to them every now and then they're just purely fun i think there's something innocent about that but i know my taste and i know how i approach games and i like the complete thing and uh when i don't get that i just know that i'm not getting the full money's worth from my system so i guess you could argue then the price would become an issue because the the apps there don't push me to pick it up but um yeah that's that's what it would take for me to to get a vr system i i would like to see a better uh, bulk of games i guess the tech is f always improving always getting better yes where, where that right. would kind of go hand in hand by the time we start seeing better games there will be better tech so that's I think, where i sort of sit on it i think the experience is your your answer is probably the major answer i think most people give is that they need to be and there are but they're they're not easy to find the full experiences mm -hmm. and and then you have to like itemize them and fig and figure out uh, you know which ones are, are like a full experience versus like just three hours of really good fun, what their mm -hmm. price is. We've talked about that. Like Switch tax, there's VR tax for sure. There's definitely a VR yeah. tax. You'll see games that you're like, oh, it's fifty nine ninety nine. then you go look at the price and you're like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. This price is crazy. So uh, also, do you ever worry or do you ever think that maybe another reason you don't get it is even if you did have those games, if you would really continue to use it after the first like initial it it's not even those games it's also that continued support right right you know because if you have six games where's the seventh game where's the eighth one you always buy into what you hope is a live ecosystem mm -hmm. makes sense uh sizable mattress said his character always cold and that's why he wears a hat <laughs> no it's to fucking protect everybody from my brain power <laughs> once i take it off it's fucking everybody's dead 
Let's see here. Uh, let's see here. Not sure Did you, you see Bearded Pandas? Yeah, I'm just looking at it right now. Not sure if you saw this in the Discord. Bearded Panda says, what are your thoughts on Halo Infinite allegedly having a budget so far of $500 million? Well, uh, I, I've sent a, a future of microtransactions. That's, that's my thoughts on that big of a budget. <laughs> Games with large budgets always want to make all that money back and then some. And the way they do that is, is having lots of money coming in. And it's not just through game sales. So... In terms I would of the game say itself. I hope the campaign's fantastic and the and the rumors of an RPG are are true. But sorry, I cut you off. No, I would just say that most likely what they're getting the 500 from is 250 for the game, 250 for PR, which is normal to do 50 mm. 50, which is still, by the way, incredibly high. But I don't feel it's insanely high for a Halo game that I personally feel they are going to push. It's called Infinite for a reason. I've said this before. It's Halo, the last they Halo don't. For a while. Yep. Or yeah, and it's going to be infinite. They'll figure out a way. There's no they, Microsoft never names the Halo games like they name their Xboxes, mm-hmm. where you're just like, why the fuck did you name it this? That's not how the it's Halo like games work. Mm-hmm. And so I, I mean, when it comes down to it, most likely it's like a continued, uh, like continued world building, continued support, and all that's built in. Another thing is, you hear a game costs fifty million, but whenever I talk to a developer, they're like, no, it was more like a hundred. And what you hear is one number, and then you don't hear about, you know, how they track support. Mm. Microsoft has a tendency to track support for a longer period of time. Bearded said uh, no marketing is supposedly not included. Yeah. No, I think that's bullshit. I don't only think it's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll just say that. Yeah, I think it's, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Some of the people I've talked to who work there, it doesn't, it's not. Right on. It's not exactly, I think, what people think. But I do believe it'll be infinite. I, I believe that that sure name is... Well. <laughs> dude, come on. You know what I mean? That's, uh, yeah. you, I, I have a feeling we're also going to see it on... Or see something from Halo on other systems, mm-hmm. and they're including that price, too. Uh, Bug043. For both Maddie and Carrick, is there a... Uh, if there was a specific bad game, he put bad in quotes, uh, like a Duke Nukem Forever, that you could... Hold on. That you could give a do-over. Which would it be? Edit. For example, mine would be Sonic 06. So I guess a game that you could play uh, with it on the right track. And it would end up being a good game. It came out bad. You know it's bad. You want it to be good. You want to love it. Some of us out there still love the bad game anyway. I'm trying to think. What's the game I played? I was like, this is bad. Oh, okay. I got a decent one. I wouldn't, I wouldn't qualify it as a bad game, but the first one that came to mind, probably because I was talking about it recently, ReCore. I would have loved for that game to be No shit, better. right? Right? I got, a, I got the other game. Same, same company. All Quantum right. Break. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I liked Quantum Break, but I know... No, no, no. I didn't hate it, but yeah. it, it would, there were... You said, you know, you didn't hate, and I'm going the same way. Mm. I, uh, well, Andromeda is a good one, but I don't even want to get into that. Oh, but my yeah, God. Qu- yeah, the chat's popping off with really good options. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one's good all by itself. But no, seriously, Quantum Break had the idea in my head, like, when I saw it originally, I, like, I love the idea of that. A modern, uh, su- weird superhero conspiracy with a movie being involved, mm-hmm. all this shit. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, I would have loved to have seen that be yeah. a, a great game. Flawed 76. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, that's a good that's one. That's a go-to answer, though, that too. Is, that is absolutely... I didn't even... That didn't cross my mind at all. Anthem came up. That's another one. No Man's Sky I'm fine with. 
It just mm-hmm. wasn't what we. I mean, even d- day one, I actually enjoyed uh, some bits of No Man's Sky, but I would say Andromeda for sure. Well, speaking Watch of, Dogs. Uh, hmm, I like Watch. Yeah, I liked Watch Dogs as well. Speaking of Bioware, Fat Pig asks, with all the news going on about Bioware's Anthem, which we also recently just saw that they delayed their roadmap and, and called it 100% early access. Holy shit, that's bad. Uh, he asks, how would you feel if Bioware announced KOTOR 3 out of the blue? I would be very upset. <laughs> Me I too. I know that game would not see the light of day, and if it did, oh my god, it would be fucking bad. It would be very, very bad. I would honestly like for... I'd be angry. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't even know what I don't even know what they can do. I mean, they're they're in a shambles, obviously, and I don't think it's cool to be like you guys all deserve to be fired and shit like that. Whatever, let them let them let them try to fix what they've got going on right now. I don't want them. Yeah. To, I, I would rather have them not touch Kotor three and have Kotor three go to somebody else, even if it's somebody else in EA. I know that sounds crazy, but what I'm saying is they are not prepared, obviously. Yeah. For for that game. Especially Obviously. after the Jason Trier article where you saw they gave Anthem like eight years and, and EA let them plan for like five or seven of those before they were like, all right, show us something, you know, and they still had nothing. People like, love to blame EA, but I'm sorry. We talked about this, this way before that leak, way before that, or sorry, Bioware. We talked about that way before that we were, we were under the impression that it was Bioware who was responsible. Mm-hmm. So it's, they have to foot the bill. And I don't want him foot in the bill by trying to fucking... Op- oh, my God. Yeah, I don't want him touching KOTOR. Yeah, I, I don't think it would end up being good. Let somebody else do it, man. I There's agree. other companies in well, Hopefully that, that deal between EA and Disney gets torched when it expires, rather. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think... Yeah, if that doesn't get torched, then I don't know what's happening. It, you know, behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, something mysterious is happening that we can't track if, if that continues on. Yeah. Let's see here. We'll do one more question. I didn't know that. Wow. What? Lord of the Rings TV show has $1 billion behind it being Game of Thrones. That's awesome. I love Lord of the Rings, so that is awesome. One thing to remember is a lot of these companies are starting to announce their full project budgets prior uh, uh, and not the, like, per-season budgets anymore. Mm -hmm. So. I'm looking for one more question here. I'll answer this one while you're looking. Okay. This is interesting to me. Fat Pig also said, uh, Maddie and HCG, after VR, what do you see as the next innovation in gaming? And that's actually, to me, that's actually really exciting to talk about because... That's a good one. I, I don't even know, like, if it would be an innovation or if it would be an increasing of VR. But I honestly, I mean, now that you've got Google talking about contacts where they can use AR... But it's in a contact, you know, now that they've got micro printing. Yeah. Yeah. There's that is within five years where they will start showing that for sure. So like that kind of stuff is really just VR, AR. But the next step, Mm. um, I do honestly believe that kind of stuff will be like so it'll still be sort of VR in a weird way. It's just I believe that that is the future. I mean, AR. yeah, AR is the yeah, it, yeah. There's something there that I think we're missing with price and size headsets and all that shit. But it feels to me like that's the next step. Even if it's AR over the, I mean, dude, I don't want to put anything in my eye. Just mm-hmm. so you know, I've had eye surgeries. I don't want to put something else in there. But it does feel like that kind of stuff. Neural link. Look at Elon Musk and Joe Rogan. When you get Elon Musk I think talking, of Deus Ex. 
Yeah, and Elon Better Musk is like, not, I've started... Well, in Steam, uh, the, one of the guys at Valve was even talking about neural links. And, like, mm -hmm. they're not... They are not incredibly far away. Grimblade uh, posted some stuff in your Discord where yeah, it's like, yeah, people are able to control drones now. Like, there's, it's, dude, it's, what it's if you and wild. I sat down and somehow, I don't know how this would work, but somehow we're playing a fighting game where we're not using the controller. We're, you're like, Start that brain. shit's, you're just fighting. That shit's oh. cool. Yeah, that shit's, even if you're just going punch, 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 kick, punch, 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 kick. Like, that shit's awesome. I, I don't know if it'd be a, you know, uh, an evolution, but it would be, mm. be very cool. Last question I wanted to snag was uh, Bug asking, what do we think about the increasing advent of crunch in video game development? What's the proper response to that dilemma? Um, I think the best route is um, pretty much actually what we saw Super Meat Boy's dev team do and also what respawn just did with um i almost said titanfall in my head um what is its name apex legends uh they said we have a roadmap for apex legends uh we are sticking to that but we also don't want to sacrifice the culture we've built and crunch because then it's not healthy for us super meat boy as well said we're delaying it because we could grind until the end but we don't want to do that and i think that's the right response i just don't want that to set a standard for companies trying to to posture their lack of crunch as good PR. You know what I'm saying? Right. I want it exactly. to be a thing that's normal. Like, it's expected. It's not something we got to go, thank God you're not working yourselves into the fucking ground. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to see that be a normal thing where it doesn't have to be announced. Where uh, If they're delaying a project, that makes sense uh, in the case of Super Meat Boy. But in, in the case of a uh, an Apex Legends to me, it just sounds like uh, less of a delay and more like a, hey, here's what's going on. And by the way, we're not crunching. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, that's what I said on it. Yeah, it would be the same thing where it would be nice to be at a point where it's not the discussion point because mm -hmm. it's already fixed. I will say I do get a little bothered sometimes because sometimes hard work is fine, too. Mm -hmm. So there isn't there isn't crunch. You know, if you're like, do you want to work overtime? It's completely acceptable and we can improve our game that way. And somebody's like, or, or somebody's smaller, because I think we do hit on a three-person team who's like, listen, we only got six months. We're going to do eight months of work in six months. I, I also think there should be some flexibility in there for people to do things that, like, you know, work harder. That's fine. Work smarter is also your, your right. main option. Um, but I think most likely what we will see is unions, um, which, having mm -hmm. had experience with them, that's not always as good as it sounds. They have their own. That's what every I've system. I don't, I don't. Yeah, know every sure, system but... has its has its issues, and it's people who use stuff against you know, and where costs rise and stuff. But right. um, yeah, that's probably your best bet because nobody wants somebody to fucking get burned out. And dude, the number of people I've followed, Maddie, who are gone from the industry, not only because of burnout, that happens a lot. Yeah, but also burnout combined with, let's say, people attacking them on YouTube. You know, like a YouTube. You know, like they're sitting there make a game. Somebody attacks them on YouTube because they didn't put this in their game or whatever, and they're like, "Fuck this industry! I'm leaving." Mm -hmm. Like, um, that I, in a weird way, I would. Unions are awesome for this kind of thing. It could help fix it for sure, but I think there's more needed. It's beyond union. It's beyond just putting an organization and saying they'll they'll take care of it because I don't. It's not exactly how it goes. There's other things that need to be taken care of. Mentality of it, bad PR decisions of saying this game is going to be ready in two years. And remember, extended time doesn't fix shit because we're looking at uh, Anthem right now. Yeah.
And uh, we're and, game that probably should have just been canceled. Yeah, we're looking at games where people been given a shit ton of time, and that still. And yes, they had crunch at the end, but what I'm saying is, they also had a bunch of extra time, and it still didn't turn out good. That's ner- that's nerve wracking too. It, it mm-hmm. won't be the fix of games. I think a lot of people think, Maddie, that it's magically like like, oh man, this will make every game good. <laughs> the skill just, has something yeah, to do with it. You just gotta realize there's there's management there's management issues. Mm, yeah, and so yeah, that stuff needs and to be good ideas, fixed. skill. Yeah, that too. Yeah, skill skill is a thing. <laughs> Dude, how many times have you and I talked about this? Where somebody's like, "Well, this sixty bucks should be identical to six this sixty dollar game," and you're all, "Dude, this guy's a better artist than this guy." Mm-hmm. Like that shit happens. It. I know nobody wants. It's uncomfortable to hear because everybody wants to think they're a winner, but guess right. what? You're not. Sometimes you have to actually sit down and study shit, and you have to get better, and sometimes you won't have as good of a skill. You're better at things than I am, and no matter how hard I may try, I probably will never get to your whatever you excel at. There's certain things you excel at. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in a game, you get a team that just doesn't have that skill. And right. <laughs> we get Alakine's Gun or Gene Rain <laughs> or Far Cry. Oof. Ooh, I said it. Oof. He said it. Uh, honestly, by the way, I was going to say Far Cry is another game. Uh, when the person said, "Do you want uh, what another bad genre? game? Or would you know game. what bad game would you like to give another chance?" And mm-hmm. I would say, "This last part, uh, not New, New Dawn, Dawn, but the other one. I would like to have seen it." Yeah, yeah, it had a lot of technical issues, and I wasn't really impressed with the world or anything. I would have liked to have seen them try something different. Yeah, 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 I can get behind that. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, that will conclude our final segment of the show. We hope you enjoyed our special that we did live for. Uh, the Ham Radio Podcast, episode 200. Uh, we really need a lot of feedback on this one, so be sure to tweet at us. Uh, yeah. Let us know in the comments if this should be a, a weekly thing, if you guys like kind of us diverging, involving viewers who are on Twitch. Because um, I know what happens is we stream this live on a Friday, uh, so does that defeat the point of the early access for the patrons? Like, we're trying to, we just want to experiment here, uh, get a lot of feedback, and, and decide where we want to mm-hmm. go from there. It seemed like a lot of people really enjoyed uh, the show, I mean, we sat at a pretty concurrent, like, 80 to 90 people, which was way more than I expected. That was awesome. When we didn't tell a bunch of people, right? Yeah, or did we, you? we didn't. I don't no, think you I told anybody. It. I just, last minute, I was like, video, tweet, yeah, Discord, all right, we're live. Um, and, and maybe once we be, make this a more weekly thing, if possible, uh, more people will tune in. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed. And uh, thank you to anyone who, during the show, donated, subbed. Uh, that's really appreciated. And was uh, I didn't even have notifications for that on because I... I I'm using a completely different software to stream for the podcast. So that stuff's not set up, but anyway, um, really appreciate you guys tuning in. And, um, we will catch you guys next time with episode two Oh one. Peace out. Peace out.